Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters. We use it and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. You nailed that line, Kratzy. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. AJ, what else? With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. That's true. And ever since we discovered Spotify for Podcasters, we've been connecting with fans more with polls and instant feedback. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Foul territory, Fraser Friday. Let's do this. The world doesn't even know yet. Kratzy and Fraser in the same spot. Plus, that song's growing on you, isn't it, AJ? It is getting better. Yes. First time I heard it, I wasn't a fan, but it's better. I love it. I love the words. I love who made it. Uh, Fraser Friday is going to be a thing every single Friday. Um, I might be there sometimes, hopefully a lot of times. Kratzy, how is it there? Do you have enough room in in the lab? There's so much room in here. There is like, there's cameras everywhere. We got a sauna. We got a batting cage with this. I mean, there's there's so much. We're gonna do a whole episode just the tour of the the neon signs and stuff. The drive here, the drive here might be a little. Let's put it this way: you want to make sure you got enough gas. You want to make sure you get through the whole area. You know, the hills have eyes kind of areas. He's got. Hey, this is Jersey, man. This ain't Pennsylvania, so you got to be careful. I know. Believe me, it's signs everywhere. They're gonna honk at you. They're gonna let you know if you're not going fast enough. So just weird yellow, some weird yellow license plates and stuff. Yeah, they'll get you. They'll get you. Hey, so I want to say hello. We're gonna try and do this as much as we can to Ramstein Air Base in Germany. Many of them checking in, and we very much always, always appreciate your service. And uh, we'll give them a shout out a little bit later on too. And if any of you are, if any of them out there want to send us a message, go for it. Also, Kratzy, Kratz hats. You're trying to make it a thing. Tell everyone what it's about. Just, I pretty much played for half the minor league teams. So AJ, <laughs> AJ, he knows about it. He was. He was a grinder in the minor leagues for a couple minutes. Todd, first rounders, <laughs> first rounders. They don't want to be. They don't want to be in the minor leagues. So Todd's, you know, his first round life is, it's not it. But he, you know, he might have seen Louisville, maybe mm-hmm. like Chattanooga, maybe Dayton. But today for me, got the great 
Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs. I don't know which camera I should be showing it to, but the Iron Pigs, they they do it right. They're like a like a little league, big league team. They they do it right up in Lehigh, Triple A for the Phillies. So today it's the Iron Pigs played with a lot of greats there. Ronnie Belliard, probably the greatest Iron Pig ever. A little Ronnie Philly Belliard is there all of a sudden. If it's not Frazier Friday. We went Philly Friday on us, so all good. That's right. Philly Friday, baby. And also, yesterday was insane. Um, we had Carlos Correa's interview running. Then we had Francisco Lindor, Edwin Diaz, Tommy Pham, who went a little viral on TikTok. Fraze, I know you love that stuff, too. That's the one part I'm listening to Tommy Pham um, rehash the whole deal with Jock Peterson. And also, guest-wise, I'll mix this in. We got Bobby Nightingale Jr., who covers the Reds. He'll give us a little more on, on that from last year because it popped again on social media. And Bob's father, Bobby's father, Bob, also joining us, insider Whit Merrifield of the Toronto Blue Jays in about five minutes. But anyway, Fraser, I was thinking about you yesterday. Because remember, you asked Wayno the day before about the big brawl with the Reds and the Cardinals in 2010. Tommy Pham had the slap heard around the world. And I remember when that <laughs> happened, I was like, that's not getting covered enough. Like, for this show, we'll bring on Tommy and Jock live to, like, go at it and do a little, you know, a, a verbal debate, whatever you want to call it on. Let's just figure this shit out. So, anyway, I was thinking about you yesterday when Tommy brought it all back. He also, like, cursed a little bit, and he was like, oh, my bad. And then we're like, no, nah, dude, you're not on TV. And he's like, oh, great. All right. So, <laughs> he was a bitch, whatever. So, uh, did yeah. you catch that clip? He, yeah, I, I saw the whole thing, man. He just sounded calm, cool, and collective <laughs> about it. Like, he's, he's done it before, you know? So... Tommy is, is, is a different cat, all in the best possible ways. I loved every second about him. Um, I was thinking about Teddy Barrett, too, maybe getting some gloves on there because we talked to him the other day. I think that would be phenomenal, just getting him in the ring for a couple minutes. Just a two-minute, you know, get after it, put the headset, head, headgear on, and, you know, away they go. So hopefully we get those two back in action. I think that will be good. What do you think, Kratzy? For sure. Oh, we're definitely – we're definitely – we're pitting. You know, we get a 64 round of 32 – we can get it down. You know, we have the the one-on-one matchups. If Teddy wants to get in there, I think Teddy's concussions. Yeah, no, we're not going to do my, Teddy. Yeah, Teddy, Teddy will just be – he'll be the he'll be the referee. He'll be the referee. He'll be good. like, drop gloves. You guys good, that kind of thing. But, no, it was good. It was good. I'm glad I can hang out here with Todd, though. This is, this is where it's at. Appreciate that. Is there a bed for him? <laughs> of course. Of course. <laughs> I got the couch behind him. He's fine. There's beds everywhere. There's <laughs> beds everywhere. <laughs> what were you gonna say? Nothing. No, we, we brought up Ramsey and Air. I'm sorry, I'm changing the subject. Going back, what was yeah, it? Yeah. Edwin Jackson, born in Ramsey and Air Force Base. There's been a few big league players that were, really that are from there. Yeah, I believe Edwin Jackson was born there. I'm trying to think of a couple other guys, but there's a few big leaguers that were born while their family was in Ramsey. I believe. I'm trying to look it up. All right, I'll look it up while we bring in our first guest of the day, a buddy of mine. For a long time, called his games in the Cape League. I know Kratzy always gets to throw out like, oh, I know everyone. I played with everyone, right? Well, Kratzy, I knew him before you. I, I called his games in college. Sure. It's the great Whit Merrifield joining us. Whit, we've been talking about this for a long time, man. Like, this is where it's at. How you doing? I'm good, guys. Hope you're doing well. Hey, Whit, dude. Like, I know you're in Deneen right now. Sun's out, guns out. I mean, geez, <laughs> you look like Scotty Braun with the, with the biceps rocking, man. Those arms yeah, are I got over here and all these guys rock the cutoffs with Bo and Chappie and you know it's like it's Florida it's beautiful uh my guys back in Arizona are freezing their balls off so I figured I'd rub it in with me and rock the cutoff shirts 
That's awesome. Those cutoff shirts are not looking like you're going to steal too many bags this year. It looks like it's going to be some dingers. <laughs> well, it's free agent year, so, you know, bags don't, bags don't, uh, they don't make as much money as homers do in that right Todd. No, no, no. Hey, listen. <laughs> well, you're 100% true, man. That's my next question and answer. How's the BP over there? I mean, Vlad Guerrero's got to be putting on a show. Bo Bichette, man, how is it watching the boys there taking BP, especially down there uh, in Florida where you're at? Yeah, it's – I mean, you just you just kind of stop when, when uh, Vladdy's hitting and, and watch and, and see what see what he, he can do and what he does. He's crazy. It's just crazy to watch him. And then, um, I mean, just – Everybody, really. I mean, from Chappie to Bo to, to Vladdy. To, uh, I mean, we got guys that just put shows on out there. It's, it's fun to, to be around. Hey, Whit, can you describe your facility you guys have in Dunedin? I was fortunate enough to get a, a tour, I don't know, a month or so ago of that brand-new facility that you guys have. Can you can you just describe, like, the the labs they have? They have hitting labs everywhere. They got pitching labs. They got this weight room that's, like, the size of, like, a baseball field. They got indoor they got indoor everything. Like, can you ex- explain to people what the facility in Dunedin looks like now? It's crazy. It is crazy. They they have done it right here. Um, it the the one thing that's a little was took me a little bit to get used to was the the game field is down the road. This is a different facility than where we play our games. Uh, so that was a little that was a little odd. But I mean, we got everything and anything you can imagine um, from barbershop to to uh, everything in the, in the hydro room that you can imagine. We got a little pod. I'm actually about to go get in this uh, little pod that you float in um, and relax. So that'll be, that'll be fun. And we just got this machine in our hit- hitting lab that you can plug in the pitcher. It's a big screen. The machine moves to the arm slot of the pitcher, and the machine will grab the ball uh, grab the laces the way the pitcher would like. So if you throw on a slider, the machine will hold the, will take the ball and turn it, and then you'll see the pitcher go through his motion. And then right when he gets to release, the ball will come out, and it the spin is exact, the velocity is exact, and it can throw it wherever, wherever so, it wants to. So, so it's a six hundred thousand dollar machine. So naturally, we bought, we bought two of them. Cause <laughs> Wait, yeah. how much is it? How much is it? Six hundred k? You said? Yeah, six hundred thousand. So, so, so with, so did the Blue Jays, I don't know, people out there don't know this. Your dad, he works at Wake Forest, right? He works for Wake Forest baseball team. Yeah. So what, who has a better facility, the Blue Jays or Wake Forest lab? Because he was, I I don't know, even if you know this, and I played golf with your dad not that long ago and he was bragging on their facility. And I'm like, man, if it's better than the Blue Jays, he's like, we got everything. So, so who's better Wake Forest or the Blue Jays? Well, Wake's got the pitching lab right now. Uh, I think they're, the next phase of their development is supposed to be the hitting lab, similar to what the Blue Jays have got. But their pitching lab right now is, I think it's it's next to, next to none. I know a lot of big leaguers come down and, and, and get work in there in the offseason to, to get all their, you know, whatever looked at. Um, it's, it's, a, it's really good for, for pitchers to go and, and uh, get a feel for – what their arms doing and where they could be susceptible to injury, and um, it's 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 pretty cool. If 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 you're a baseball guy and a pitching guy, I would highly highly recommend going and checking it out. So, can you beat your dad in golf? Because he, he was bragging um, you up. Now he was saying what a good golfer. Yeah, golf yeah, he, he's he's pretty good. Um, I, it's it's a pretty fair fight at this point. <laughs> 
Now, is that because of age or because you don't get to practice as much because of spring training? It's he's getting he's getting a little old. Yeah, I can I can I can hit it past him now. But T, I'm not letting him move up. He he keeps bitching about wanting to move up. And I'm like, no, nah, <laughs> still get it far enough for you. You're gonna have to play back here with me. So, uh, but he's good. I mean, he's he used to be really good, and then when I got to the point where I was playing all sorts of sports, he kind of put golf aside and started coaching me. And his game isn't what it used to be, but you know, he's still got the hands. Hey, Whit, Todd again, man. The transition of getting traded, you know, it's tough. I've been traded or picked up uh, by six different teams, not as many as uh, Kratzy over here through his career. But um, is there somebody that you look to lean on, like you got a locker mate or a buddy there that's like, you know what, get acclimated more with a new team that you're with? Yeah, when I came over, it was – I'd known Chappie, Matt Chapman, a little bit just from playing against them really throughout – the course of my career from double a on and um so we we we've known each other just not really on that personal of a level because we never played together um but he was a guy that that really helped get me familiar and, and comfortable with the team um everybody was great though i mean I, from the time i got traded you know guys were reaching out and um it didn't take long to get comfortable in, the, in that clubhouse so i was i was fortunate there let me uh, let me get you a little bit. Let me get you a little bit comfortable. I need to know. My roommate is your manager. My first ever roommate, John Schneider. We were drafted together. Wow. He was a thirteenth round pick, and I was way later than that. But we roomed <laughs> together, and so I need to know one story that nobody knows about John Schneider, and then I'll try to top it because I, I enjoy being like AJ, Tommy Topper. <laughs> Schneid. Oh, uh, well, you know, I haven't – I don't know if I'd give you that yet, Kratz. I mean, I, oh. I'm, I'm still relatively new to the team and haven't um, haven't got to experience Schneid too much outside of uh, Skipper Schneid. And so I'm hoping to, to break that barrier and um, circle back with me in maybe a couple months and I can, I can provide you a better story, hopefully. Okay, so have you ever played with a manager that's as big as him with as much swag? Usually the swaggy managers are the little guys that, like, fit into the <laughs> tiny gear. Have you ever played for a manager that has that much swag? He has. He's got some swag. There's no doubt about that. He is proud of his shoes. He is proud of his glasses. He's proud of his beard. And, uh, yeah, he's, he, he's rocking it for sure. Jersey boy. Yep. Hey. There ain't nothing better than that, big dog. You'll get to know that pretty soon. Don't you worry. You've been waiting with the cutoff. T hey, you're fitting uh, in already, dude. Perfect. If I, if I had the guns. I'm just trying to fit in. That's all. That's all I can ask. Hey, that's a win in my book. Wit knows, too. They, they'd be practicing and working out in the mornings. I would, too. But I'm like, I don't have to play baseball, so I'd be working out differently when I knew him back in uh, – uh, in Chatham, Massachusetts, playing for the for the Chatham A's. Question for you, though, Wade. I remember you said this at one point last year when you moved teams. You said Toronto, they do, like, little post-game talks sometimes. What was that about? You know, like, where they'd hang out, right, in the clubhouse and, like, just chit-chat about the game, maybe kick back, have a drink or something? Is that, is that a thing? Is that still going on? Because I think that's really cool, and I, I don't think most teams do that, right? Like, don't most teams go home or guys are in their phone? Right. No, it is. It's it's guys that love baseball. And, you know, there's a we got a lot of guys that come from baseball families and whose dads played in base in, in the game back when you did that type of stuff. You know, back 
back when you would hang out and talk about the game and have a beer and and we got you know we got Bo, we got Blatty, we got Kevin, we got Varsho now. Um, that's what these guys grew up around, and so I think that sort of became the thing, and it's it's great, and I really uh, it's cool to sit sit around and and decompress and talk about the game and just just hang with each other. That's the best part about playing this game, in my opinion. How, like so, I love that because we used to do that. You know, we'd sit around after the game and drink beer and and talk yeah. about whatever, try to get the young guys involved. Now, when you're sitting around with Bo Bichette, have you asked him, like, hey, how do you grow hair like that? Like, what's your product line? Does he? I mean, he needs his own product line. Maybe I'm thinking you should come out, you know, grow your hair out like Bo. You guys could start a product line, figure out, you know, conditioner. We should. Yeah, we should. I don't know if I – I don't know if – I don't know how long it would take me to get hair like that, first off. Uh, Could you get the – at least get, the, like, the do-rag, right? Like the – whatever you call it, the headband thing he's got, you know, when he, he shakes his he shakes his head and gets the hair going? Yeah, yeah. It seems – you know, he's got it down, but it seems exhausting to try to keep up with it. It does. <laughs> I, don't know if, I don't know if I'd be up for it. But, uh, you know, it's he, he rocks it, that's for sure. Hey, Witt um... – Speaking of rules, man, new rules have been implemented here this year. I, I think you're on the rules committee. Uh, big process that went down. Umpires got to learn a lot of new things. You have to learn a lot of new things. Um, talk to us about it. How's it been going with uh, the new the, the clock and, uh, you know, trying to speed up the game a little bit, man? What are your thoughts about that? It's going to be an adjustment. I don't think it's going to be – I think it's going to be relatively good for the game. Uh, guys are just – the guys are working slow. Guys were working slow the last couple of years. And, you know, we're trying to, I don't know, the, the league thinks this will incorporate more action in the game and encourage guys to put the ball in play, throw more strikes, yada, yada. And it, it might. Um, but it's been a – I've played in three games now and uh, haven't seen, you know, I haven't seen an infraction. Um, I haven't seen any instance that, would cause me to be concerned. Uh, but I have been talking to umpires. And, you know, I, I was talking uh, the other day. I was saying, you know, what happens here? Because they're, they're, they're being super strict on the amount of time in between innings and when the pitcher can throw his last pitch, when the catcher can throw it down, stuff like that. So I said, what happens if we're in the first base dugout? I'm playing left field. In the third out, I, I go into the corner and dive and catch the ball for the third out. And it takes me a second to gather myself and get up. I throw the ball in the, in the stands. The clock's already started. I have to run all the way across the field, go in the dugout, find my helmet, get my helmet, put it on. And by the time that happens, everybody's looking at me because they've already thrown it down, and the clock's already started. Is that, is that going to be a strike? Are you guys going to give some discretion? And they said, no, it's going to be a strike. It's just kind of tough luck. And I was like, I don't think that's right. And that doesn't wow. seem right. And so I called the guys on the rules committee. They're like, no, that's not right. They're supposed to give you discretion. So I'm like, all right, well, y'all need to talk because apparently we got some wires crossed about certain things. And so, I mean, there's going to be situations like that, that, that come up that, you know, we're going to have to work through. And, um, you know, fortunately, I think already there was a, wasn't it like Atlanta and Boston guy got strike three or ball four or something to end the game. And so, Fortunately, that's happening early in spring, so we can we can work through some stuff. Wit, what do you got? What do you got on your uh, over under on stolen bases? 
now that the bigger bases, are you like, I'm back to being a 40 guy? Yeah, you know, the bigger bases are – I think I think I'll get maybe an extra bag or two that I might have been out before, but it's the clock. The clock is, is going to be a big factor in stealing bases. So, um, you know, it's – it's a, it's a little bit more of a unique situation here because I'm, I'm hitting um, – probably be hitting further down the lineup and you got guys like uh, George Springer and, and Bo and Blatty coming up that you might want to be a little more hesitant to make sure you're actually going to get that bag. You don't want to get thrown out with those guys hitting. So, But uh, 40, is, 40 is the number that I'm looking at right now. And, um, Good call. Yeah, I, I, would, I would like to, to go back and get a 40 bag. For hey. sure. With going back to your clock question about you, you dive in or your clock answer, like a pitcher, yeah. like let's take a pitcher, you're a hitter and let's say the guy in front of you hits a double, right? And there's a guy on first and the pitcher has to back up third, back up home. He's running around crazy, right? The ball bounces away a little bit and he's out of breath. You know, pitchers, they get out of breath. He's huffing and puffing. He's walking back to the mound. They, they start the clock as soon as the play's ended. When do they start that clock? So they're supposed to start it when everybody's, I guess in a normal position, like the, when the pitcher is back on the mound with the ball in a uh, like a, I forget the verbiage, but like a normal like routine position. That's when the clock's supposed to start. Uh, so they 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 are going to give the guy discretion that or they're supposed to let him get back to the mound. Now if he's taking his sweet time, you know they might say something to him and then start the clock if he doesn't speed it up a little bit. Um, but yeah, it's, it's all, it's all supposed to be kind of discretionary and um, it's, it's gonna, I'm sure there'll be some, some uh, umpires that, that hear about it throughout the course so of the year. So, so like, let's say it's in the world series. So you guys, the blue Jays get to the world series. It's game seven, three, two count. The pitcher doesn't get the ball off in time. Is there going to be an umpire that's going to be like, yep, game over, World Series over, they didn't beat the shot clock? That's what they're saying. They're saying they're going to be they're, they're very strict about it. And, uh, you know, we've – none of the play, you know, none, none of the players voted for this. Um, we, we all voted against it. Um, not that we were against it, but we were against, like, the example you just made. We don't want uh, – we don't want that to – You stumped him, AJ. You stumped uh -oh. him. We'll get him back. We'll get him back. Must be in the minor league facility. Minor league internet. Minor league internet is not sharp. I've been there. No, that, that, that's, see, that's interesting, though, and I want to get the follow-up there from Whit because you have that rules committee. He's on it, but it's kind of rigged because there's more non-players than players, so it's really just like a gesture. But my thing is, I, I'm just curious, like, did the players not want to pitch clock at all? Or did they want more input on how it works? Well, no, but they also can implement rules and not, the players have no say in it, right? Can't yes. They, the, the, the commissioner can go to the player Association and say, hey, we're doing this and you can't stop yes. us. Yes, but in, in fairness... But that doesn't make sense either because the players why? are the product. The players are the product, but they don't always... I, I, I'm all about that. I mean, we're, we're talking to players every day on this show. At the same time, I think, and many others think, the pitch clock's a great thing. And here, Wit's back, and Wit, we're talking about this just now... You're on the committee. The committee, though, is kind of rigged because there's more non-players than players. So it's really just nice gesture. You guys talk things out. Were the players like anti-pitch clock, period? 
or hey, we want to have more input on how this works. Because I mean, me from the I'm the only fan perspective here on the show, like of these guys. I love the way it speeds things up. I'm just wondering, like you guys are talking about, if there should be some leeway sometimes. Is that what the guys were kind of pissed about? Yeah, yeah, we weren't against it uh, at all. It was just we, like, like AJ just said, you know, we don't want this to be a determining factor in a crucial game. And I guess there's no way around that. Um, but yeah. It, 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 like the disengagement rule with the pitchers, like you only take twice. To me, that's they want more action in the game. That's kind of a lazy way to go about it. Uh, same with getting rid of the shift. You know, obviously, the shift was a lot more, uh, I guess, polarizing. There, were, there was more opinions from both sides on that, and it was more split from a player's perspective. Um, but to me, like the shift, I don't. You should be able to play your defense where you want to play them, and uh, that baby shouldn't limit you to do that. I mean, it's like telling me Justin Jefferson is killing me and I can't put a safety over top to protect me. Like, I mean, what are we doing? That, that's, that, that, that's, my, that's my opinion on that. But, yeah, I mean, the players were – they weren't against the pitch clock at all. It was just we're concerned that we're overshooting it. And, um, you know, hopefully that won't be the case and guys will, will get used to it quickly and it'll be smooth. Um, so – We'll see how it goes. Listen, if if the shift was normalized, I still probably have two or three more years left in my in my <laughs> career. Just to be honest, I, I'm a big believer in not having the shift. You know, no offense to what you think. I think I get those hundred more hits a year. But who's who's saying that? <laughs> Talking about struggling, which I did a lot in my career, of course, too. Let's be honest. Um, you went you went a year or last year when you were struggling a little bit. I think Renke talked to you about it too as well, man. What what did he say? He had some good words of encouragement for you to kind of get <laughs> get you going a little bit. Yeah, you know, I yeah, last year was a it was a tough, tough year. I think I went like three for April to start the year. And uh I think I had I think I counted I think there were six diving plays made on me in the month of April alone. And you know, they always tell you, don't get caught up in results, you know, just trust the process. Well, yeah, when you look up and you're hitting 80, you know, that's 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 hard to do. You want to get results. You want you want them to look better. Even though I'm like, oh, well, I feel good. Yeah, well, you're not doing anything. So it's that, that I dug myself a, a nice deep hole and um, fortunately finished the year pretty strong to salvage a somewhat okay year uh, from an individual standpoint. But when I got traded, you know, I was going around telling Bye to everybody, giving everybody hugs, and uh, didn't see Zach because this was like two hours before first pitch. I think he was out throwing a bullpen or something. Um, but later in the day, I get a text from him, and it's it's there's no words. It's just a screenshot of a tweet from must have been a Blue Jay writer, and but it said like Wits hitting whatever I was hitting, but his expected. Is like I, I would have been hitting like 280 with like my slug would have been like four or something. It was just what my numbers were expected versus what they were, and that was Grinky's like goodbye to me. Like, you know, I know you're playing bad, but you're not playing that bad. And that was just in the most Grinky way possible that he that he told me that it was. He's 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 great. I loved playing with him, and every day was a new story. It seemed like. I need, I need another Grinky story because he grew up – I live in Orlando. He grew up in Orlando. He's kind of an Orlando, you know, 
legend now that all these stories have started coming out. So I need some more Grinky stories. Like I want to hear because, <laughs> you know, there's all these, these these stories about all these things he says. So, like, what's the best, I guess, slash worst, craziest thing he's ever said to you? We we were uh, we were on the bus. Uh, we bust from St. Louis back to Kansas City because uh, there was we got I think we got snowed out or rained out, and it would just would have been quicker for us to drive back instead of waiting on the plane to come. And anyway, so we're on the bus and Grinky's pitching the next day, and he and Salvi are um, in the in the front, and I'm sitting behind Grinky, and they're talking, they're going over the uh, game plan for the next day. And going over guys that like to swing early in the count, and um, they were I forget I forget who we were playing, but they're like, yeah, this guy, you know, he'll swing early. Uh, he's got you know, a lot of damage early, um, so we might want to try to, you know, make sure we execute a good pitch. Oo, and uh, he turned around to me and goes, "You like to swing first pitch a lot, right?" And I was like, um, "I mean, I don't, I'm not for taking a strike, so yeah, if it's a good pitch, I, I like to swing." And he goes, yeah, I think I remember that when I was with Houston. They told me that. And then I told them, I said, you know, I'll just throw a fastball away. What's the worst you could do? Flip it to right? And I was like, I, I guess. <laughs> Basically telling me that I got no pop is what he was telling me in a, in a nonchalant way. And, uh, and he, meant no, he meant nothing by it. He was just like, yeah, I'll just throw you a fastball away. And worst case scenario, you hit a little soft line drive to right. All right. I didn't know. This is like early in the year, so I was like, I'm still trying to feel Zach out. Uh, but it got to the point. It's great when you kind of give it back to him. He, he, we we call him like a robot because he gets like he doesn't know how to. Pro He's got really witty sayings, but it takes him a little bit to get it. And so when you say something back to him, he thinks it's funny. He, it's like his, you can see like the wheels turning in his head, and he just kind of like locks up. And it's you know you got him. He's a uh, he's a treat. He's one of a kind. That's good. That's that's Zach. Yeah. Have you given him shit back? We've Grinchy. had some run-ins. Yeah. We've You've had, had some, some run-ins. Run we've had some run-ins. Yeah. We've had some run-ins. <laughs> Great. Well, we got you every day. So hey, Wit, this was awesome. Really appreciate having you on. Looking forward to having you on throughout the season. You like this? Yeah, this is great. What you guys are doing is awesome. Really enjoyed the uh, conversations you've had so far with different guys. Thank you, Wit. Hey, have fun out there. You know, keep hitting the gym. For, forget 40 stolen bases, Scott, Kratzy. 40 wait, homers this Scott, year, baby. GTO, baby. GTO, let's, let's go. I'm trying to get like Kratz, man. No, Look dude. Brawny, show him your guns. Like, wait, no, let's have a Kratz, gun off, dude. Kratz, let me see. Show, get, give him a little Benny biceps real quick. Come on. It's too cold in here. Everything's colder when it's – everything's smaller <laughs> when it's cold. <laughs> Kratzy, how many, how many kids you got now? Three. I feel like you had like five when I when we were playing together, but no, see, <laughs> like, I would have had five. I would have had five, but I kept getting <laughs> traded so often that it was like no, it got kiboshed. Like <laughs> all those actions got kiboshed. Like I'm done. They're all like, boys like, though, right? Two boys. Two boys. When when we were playing together, it was two boys, and my daughter was just a little baby. But they were always in the clubhouse raking in the cage. Yeah, yeah. I, I think they were just so off the wall that it felt like there was five of them. They, they, were well, they were well behaved. Well behaved. Oh, no. <laughs> Clearly not. Clearly not. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Wait, we'll uh, we'll probably be at Dunedin at some point in a few weeks. So we'll see you then. Cheers, man. Yeah. Sounds good. I got some cutoffs waiting for you guys. Yes. Let's yeah. go. Yes.
Appreciate you. See you soon. All right, Whit Merrifield with us on foul territory. Ooh. There's a lot to digest. The rules that he was yeah, talking about. that was and, awesome. But then the, Frazier, Crouch, you guys, well, Crouch more than Frazier, but what he said about production, he's like, yeah, I had six diving plays, and people are like, oh, you're hitting the ball good. Screw that, dude. I want knocks. Like he said, he's like, you know, when you, you, make, you line out and the guy goes, good swing? No, man, it's a bad swing. The guy caught it. I want to hit. Yeah, but here's my thing with that, because I've talked to quite a few guys that go off this, and it seems like it's also a psychological thing, and this is where I want to get your take, is if a guy's in the first month not putting up great numbers, and they're like, your expected stats are looking good, like you're smoking the shit out of the ball, there's been some nice plays. Don't care. Yeah, but no, 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 I understand that, but some guys, won't some guys then be freaking out and trying to tweak things? Yeah, because they want to look up and see some hits. Yeah, but if you tweak things, then it could get worse. You could spiral out of control or no? It could be. It could, but it could get better. I know Goldschmidt does this phrase. Like, there's been a couple seasons where he starts slow, and his he's like top five stat cast, everything, whatever. And he's like, yeah, I got, I, I got, it's coming. You know, I see, I see the results. You don't change a thing, and then he's hitting bombs and he's an MVP. No, and that, and you know what's funny about that? Goldsmith, you talk about, he struggled. We're like, oh man, we got him. You know, this, we know if, if Goldsmith doesn't go, we win the game. Then he starts getting hot when we play him. It was the most ridiculous thing in the world when we were with the Mets. All of a sudden, he was, you know, three for his last 30. Next thing you know, 10 for 15 in, in a three game series. You're like, what, what, why, why us? So those are the guys you worry about every time, no matter if they're struggling or not. Wit, Goldsmith, Trout, you know, we can go down the line. I mean, honestly, Kratz, it, it doesn't matter who it is. If you're good, you're going to find a way to get your numbers where it's at. For sure. But I, I'm, on, I'm on board with AJ, like, especially when AJ's playing five days a week and then I'm coming in for my one start. Oh, if I'm hitting a rocket and someone's catching it, I'm pissed. That bat is getting snapped. I'm probably coming out in the seventh inning and – AJ's pinch hitting for me. So I'm I'm on board with AJ. Like, mm -mm. I get it. Wins, runs, created, plus, no. Mm -mm. I need to get them knocks, and I don't care how I get them. I'll, I'll put a bunt down. So what Eric just said is funny because, like, when I was – when I got older and we had the backup catcher, you know, and I was playing every day still, I'd always just tell him, like, there's two rules. One, you try to win because so I don't have to pinch hit. And two, you cannot get ejected because there's a good chance that I'm not going to be ready to come in if it's, like, early in the game. So – Keep me out of the game if it's my off day. Like, keep me out because I don't want to go in in the eighth inning and face the closer, ninth inning and face the closer. That's 0 for 1. You're like, dang it, what a waste of an off day. You're good. That's for a sure. A no. AJ's in the hot tub in the first, second, third inning. No, so, he should no. be. No. I mean, yeah, most likely, but Jesus. No, I was like this, Rach. I was like this with my feet up. Like this, look. <laughs> in the clubhouse watching y'all on TV. That's it. Man. And he should be. He earned it. Nobody no works harder than the starting catcher, especially a dude like AJ who plays 130 plus games a season for like, what was it, AJ? 14 seasons? Yeah, something like that. So, like, <laughs> you know, like, Frey's had a bad back. He couldn't get out there. You know, you know Crouchy, you don't understand catcher life. You're just caressing this guy. All nah, hey, I mean, hey. we're on show, and this guy's putting his feet up on the table, thinking hey, he's hot shit. I'm not saying he's yeah. a good teammate. I'm saying he's Thank the starting you. catcher. I, you know, There's a big perfect. difference. Perfect. I respect There's that. There's a big now. difference. Respectable. And for me to be a good teammate, I better sure as heck make sure I don't get thrown out. That's why I had no ejections. Never got <laughs> ejected. Because if my guy has to come in in the sixth inning, oof. He's pissed. He's not giving me a high five. He's not like, oh, yeah, good job. Way to stand up for him. No. He's he's taking me out to dinner. I'm getting a Gucci bag. I'm getting <laughs> a baton. I'm getting some fresh New Balances. Whatever it is, like, 
because you really that that you are at no other position is like that besides that catcher, AJ and his backup. And I'm sure, as much as I joke about the fact that you know he's probably a bad teammate if he's sitting up on the, with his feet up. Yeah. I know he remembers every one of his backup catchers mm-hmm. because it matters, and he has to have that relationship with him, or else it's not an extension of him going out there. Like it's it's guys that are out there, and it's it, it's a big thing. So yeah, you put your feet up, AJ. Okay, so on Thursdays when you're not out here, you got to make sure you put your feet up. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> we'll be grinding. Hey, I got to give you the boot right now, Kratzy. We got Bobby Nightingale Jr. and uh, and Father Bob's coming on a little bit later. Bobby, we really appreciate you coming on. At Nightingale Jr. on Twitter, covers the Reds on a daily basis, does a sick job. How's it going out there? And and, and Dad's there, too, today, right? You got you got Big Daddy, Bob? I think I'll see him at the game. He's going to be – I think he's in White Sox camp, so I haven't seen him yet, but I've seen him a little bit this spring. Cool, cool. Hey, so um, tell us about the Reds right now. And I know, you know, some in Cincinnati are, are down about, hey, this team's not going to be contending at all in the Central this year. Uh, try and make Todd feel a little bit better about the red season. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a rebuilding team, but I think you can start seeing a little bit of the core come into place, like Hunter Green. Um, he had a nice end of his rookie season, Nick Lodolo, um, Graham Ashcraft. So, I mean, you have three starters that could be, you know, number three or better in a rotation, all under 25 years old. So I think that's something exciting. Jonathan India is coming back from an injury and looks great. Uh, Tyler Stevenson, if he's in the lineup 150 games, I think you feel good about him being one of the better hitting catchers in the league. Um, and he's going to play a lot more DH this year to keep his keep his bat in the lineup. Um, and then, you know, there's I think there's other storylines, like, you know, it could be Joey Votto's last season in a Reds uniform. It's his last guaranteed season. Um, he's coming back from an injury right now, coming back from surgery. So he might miss opening day. But, um, you know, there, I think there's enough storylines that should get through the season, even if it's a team that's not probably not going to contend. Hey, big dog, Todd Frazier here. Hope all is well. Hope it's warm there, for one. I heard it was cold a while ago. Um, Question for you. Eli De La Cruz, man. I've been hearing a lot about him. I'm a big card collector. I've been collecting his cards, hoping for a big payout down the the road here. Uh, Talk to me. Does he have a chance of making it out of spring training? I know he's only made it to double-A for a handful of games. Um, He's been opening up a lot of eyes here lately. So talk to me about uh, Eli. Yeah, I don't think he has a chance for opening day. Um, They've really kind of pumped the – he's only played two months above A ball, two months in double A. Like, let's make it realistic expectations. But, I mean, you can see the tools there. I mean, he's a six-foot-six shortstop, uh, would be one of the tallest shortstops ever if he stays at the position. The consistency's not there compared to, like, Kevin Newman's in camp and Jose Barrero's another young shortstop that's probably going to compete for the opening day job. Those guys are a little bit more consistent defensively than Ellie is. Um, but you, you can see it. I mean, he's probably the fastest guy on the team. His arm probably has this, one of the strongest arms on the team. Um, hit 500-foot homers last year. So, I mean, the talent's legit. You can see it all flash, um, especially in the drills, like base running drills. When he's going first to third, he's so much faster than everybody else. Um, but you can tell he probably needs a little bit more seasoning before he's up. Maybe if, if everything goes well, I could see midseason. Bobby, tell me about the – I'm sure you saw the viral clip of Tommy Pham's response – to the slap heard around Cincinnati. Tell me about it. What do you what do you got on it? Yeah, I mean that's everything he said when it happened. I remember I was sitting in the press box, I was looking in left field, and I, I didn't see the slap just because no one's looking in the outfield during batting practice expecting someone to get slapped. Um, but I remember the Reds uh, kind of. But I remember it wasn't. 
like a bench clearing, you saw guys run from the, you know, the batting cage and sprint into the outfield. And then you saw people surround Jock. You saw people surround Tommy. I think Tommy got into it a little bit with the Giants pitching coach, too. So you could tell something happened. And, and then when he came off the field, he said, you know, it was about fantasy football. He said some stuff I, I, I don't condone. And he's kind of maintained it. And then when you see the video, I mean, he literally just walked up to him and said, I think he just said he told Jock, do you remember what happened last year? And Jock said, yeah. And then he hit him. Um, so I mean, it, was, it was a crazy time. I mean, it was one of those. It felt like every day there was like something more coming out of it because Tommy had to sit out the first game um, while MLB investigated. Then he got suspended. And then Jock came out and he was like, you know, it was just he, he basically played the fantasy football line. And then Tommy was saying, no, it's more about techs and disrespecting me, disrespecting my teammates. And um, but I mean, it, it's just Tommy's personality. I saw I saw the show yesterday. I mean, Tommy's just the guy you don't mess with. Um, and that's <laughs> him to a team. Who's the new enforcer? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's the one where they probably need Ellie De La Cruz to come up. I mean, a 6'6 guy just to hold it down like Tommy did. I, I, the, there was one incident that didn't get as much attention, obviously, as a slap. But Luke Voigt, he collided with Tyler Stevenson at the plate last year in San Diego. And it was Tommy's first time back in San Diego since he came to the Reds, played in San Diego for a few years. Um, and so he collided with Tyler Stevenson. Tyler Stevenson gets a concussion. He's injured. And then post-game, we go to Tommy, just because it was his first game back, and ask him what he thought about the slide. And he goes, it was dirty as hell, starts going off and off. And he says, hey, if I know a couple of gym owners out here in San Diego. I know my tie. If he wants to throw down, I will throw down with Luke Voigt. And if you guys know who Luke Voigt is, I mean, he's like 6'5", 250 pounds. Uh, but he was challenging him to a fight post-game. I mean, it was one of those, like, okay, this is what Tommy's about. And this was in April when they were, like, 3-20. and 20 you know, the season was already kind of gone and he, he was already ready to throw down for guys. I love it. I love it. Bobby, I've known your dad for like well over 25 years coming up with the twins. He was always around in the old Metrodome. Give me a story. What's he like off the field? Because I only ever really saw him in the clubhouse. So we have him coming up. What What do we need to ask your dad about? Like, like maybe raising you, how you got in the business? Like, what do we need to ask your father? Well, you got to ask him about uh, his car. He's He's had a car since like since I was a kid, I mean, 2001, 2002, Infinity, uh, G35, he just wrecked it a few days ago. And he didn't tell me about it until two days or a day and a half later. So I found about it basically the same time, like after everyone else, people are coming up to me and like, sorry to hear about your dad's car accident. And he's fine. But um, one of those, he, he didn't tell me, but it's, he was so devastated. He lost that car. I mean, he, he was willing to put in like money to like try to save it. But one of those totaled um, like 2001, 2002 cars, but that the, that I've never, I never got to drive it, barely got to ride in it. So one of the, one of those things he kind of valued a ton. So he didn't take you to the Metrodome in his, in his, in his car and let you follow him around when he was doing interviews, doing all the pregame, postgame stuff. He just said, no, you got to walk. Basically felt like it. <laughs> or take my mom's car. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. That's crazy. Did it, is that public? Did anyone know? Like you, you, you could have scooped it and said, especially cause he's okay. Hey, you know, the, the OG Nightingale uh, ride is, is done. Well, he kept going to, like, he went to, like, a, an event that day. So, like, other reporters saw him, and I think they heard the story. I, I don't know exactly what it was, but, like, like Bobby Bonilla was behind him, I guess, and saw the whole thing. So, it, it kind of, the word was spread before I found out about it. Wow. Hey, I know you got just one minute left, uh, Bobby, and we'd love to have you back sometime. Um, we're going to have quite a few Reds on this show coming up soon. 
either, I mean, probably easier to do this with Vado, but or, or someone like Nick Lodolo. Give me, give me something good that that these guys can give them shit for. Like, what's what's something that's? I mean, Vado's full of stories, but so maybe you do something sneaky on Lodolo. What do you got on those two? You're around them every day. I mean, Vado's just such a different personality. I mean, he does so many crazy things. He's been leading the, uh, they're doing like a talent show in the clubhouse, and Vado's been the MC of the entire thing, and. Heard he's been really getting into character for it, wearing different outfits and everything, uh, really going into it. So that's a, that's something. I mean, Vado's Vado's Vado, kind of a one-on-one type guy. Yeah, phrase you know. Hey, Bobby, thank you so much for doing this. Great having you on, and uh, we'll we'll talk to Dad about the uh, un- unfortunate loss of the car there in a little bit. All right. Yeah, you might bring him to tears. Thanks for having me. <laughs> thank you see that's the good stuff that's the scoop right there yeah you bring real. on bob that's gonna hit home because the thing is and i've known bob for years too and he's he's one of those he's he's locked in on baseball right like do you have a lot of conversations with him about other things or it's, no. it's about the game so that's my big thing is there's like i'll give you an example larry boa right you talk to larry boa it's always going to be about the game there's other guys you talk to and they all they just want to talk to you about what you know where's your favorite food spot whatever when I used to work hockey, a lot of guys would be like that too, where they just want to talk hockey. So I, we gotta we gotta get the softer side of Bob. Yeah, he, up later. if he starts crying, I'm gonna I might lose <laughs> it because he was like the first big reporter when I was coming up with the Twins. Like if Bob Nightingale, because he was from he was, lives around Minneapolis, so he was always there. But if Bob Nightingale, you know, he did Sports Weekly for USA Today, so if he came up and talked to you, you're like, man, I must be doing something all right because mm-hmm. Bob, Bob, this is Bob Nightingale I'm talking to. Mm-hmm. And now we're going to get to talk to him for a while, hopefully, and we can talk about his his bad driving. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. All right, we got him in 15 minutes, so let's, let's get back to the good stuff here. Um, news stories of the day. Let me run through a couple of them for you. Uh, let's start with Wandy Peralta. So he struck out. Good luck. Wish me luck on this name, everyone. Mm-hmm. Um Tucupita Marcano. I think I nailed it just yeah. now. I'm, I've been I've been getting better with it. Um, struck him out on three pitches in the second inning on Thursday. Um, the at-bat took less than 20 seconds. 85-mile-an-hour slide piece. Um, got him with a quick strike one. Then it was a 94-mile-an-hour sinker. Um, and it was over the swing for strike two. And then a changeup frozen on it for strike three. Um, Brian Hoke of MLB.com giving us the play-by-play of that one. 20 seconds, and the at-bat was over. I mean, that's less time than it takes for most guys to stroll up to the plate. Uh, That's less time than it takes for a lot of other dirty things, I could say. But even, what, washing your hands is supposed to be 20 seconds, right? Supposed to be. That's what we learned today, that you're supposed to – 20 seconds, that's a – That's a long time. That's a long time for washing hands. For an at-bat, that's that's quick as hell. Oh, yeah, that's kind of bats I love. Get it over with quick. I wasn't up there to take. Let's get it over with. Three pitches, whatever. But 20 seconds. Think about how quick that is. For three pitches. I love it. Let's get this game going. Now, Mm -hmm. I don't love it when big situations, but in a spring training game, eh, who cares? Tukapita, he took a little bit of time, and he he was struck out. Hey, that brings up the question, though, honestly. Do do you have a sequence in your mind, and you're in the dugout, all of a sudden, hey, this guy's coming up. Let's go bang, bang, boom, the first three pitches so you don't even have to put a sign down. Get it, got it going. I mean, are catchers going to do that now? I mean, might as well. I mean, you can just – you can hit the button. I mean, it's as fast as you can play the video game yeah, on, your, on your wrist or on that little pitch com. So, hey, heater, go, heater. But, I mean, Wandy – I feel like Wandy, like, he planned that. He was just like, I'm going to try to be as obnoxious with this as possible. And it worked. I loved every second of it. Yeah. 
Here we go. Yeah. Can you Welcome. imagine how fast Mark Burley could have got someone out? Oh he was 20 God. seconds to get like seven pitches. And there was times, Cratch, you're talking about as fast as you go. There was times where I'd just go like this to him and you just throw whatever. There was we also had a you game. You didn't know it was coming? No, dude, we had a game where Jermaine Dye was calling pitches in right field for us. We'd what? we'd turn and look at him, Jermaine would go, curveball, slider. He's like, I got this inning. And he'd be our right fielder. And we and we'd and you'd see Mark go like this, and he'd go, curveball, fastball away, fastball in, cutter. Oh, yeah. We wow. did it all the time. So he would look back to him? He would get on the mound like yeah. this. And before he'd take a breath and he'd look. And Jermaine was right there. And I, we both look. And he'd do it with his glove. And then he'd throw the pitch. Do you think any team caught on to no. that? No. No, no. no way. <laughs> Frazier, if you're up there batting, you're not looking at the right fielder, Kratz, right? No. Nope. nope. We, had, we had a game where our pitcher was getting rocked. And our shortstop, we had a mound, we had a mound visit. And the pitcher was just like, oh, man, like. I just I'm I can't do anything. Shortstop was like, I'll call the pitches. <laughs> Love that. Shortstop called him. Got him out. Last two outs of the inning. See? I like that. There's all kinds of little things that happen that you know, people don't know about during a game. I mean, there's there's all kinds of craziness. That's why you're here, but that's also why, hey, if you're worried about sign stealing, just uh give the your, right fielder. Yeah, have the right fielder <laughs> do. You really want to fuck with him? That's that's what you do. I like it. All right. Uh second up here on the lineup, Miguel Rojas withdrawing from the World Baseball Classic. He was going to be on Team Venezuela. And he said mutual decision between himself and the Dodgers. One of the big news items this week, Gavin Lux down, torn ACL. He's down for the rest of the season. So Rojas comes over. You go from super utility, and now all of a sudden he's jumping into the fire, and he's going to be the starting shortstop for this team. And it also looks like Chris Taylor is going to get some work, much more work in the infield too. But in general, it's a guy who is a pretty good fielder, Played for the Marlins for a long time. Now he's on L.A. And, I mean, to me, that I love the World Baseball Classic, but you got to get ready for the season. He's, he's not going to be on Team Venezuela. I don't know off the top of my head who would be their short, starting shortstop. But whoever it is, it wasn't going to be him, so he wasn't going to get the same amount of reps. So you're playing the spring training no. games and get yourself good to go. Well, he's got he's to stay back now. Yeah. Right. You lose Lux, you, you get moved from a utility guy to the starting shortstop, you've got to stay. It's It sucks for him if you want to play for Venezuela. And it stinks for Venezuela because they could have used him because he's just a good utility guy and he can play all over. From every account, he's just a good guy. But you got to stay, right? Like, you got to stay and get your team. If you're the, now the starting shortstop for the Los Angeles Dodgers, you cannot risk getting injured by going to the World Baseball Classic. As much as it means to these guys, it doesn't mean that much. The Dodgers means more because he's going to get paid for that. And, phrase, you know who's up the middle for Team Venezuela? Jose Altuve. Andres Jimenez. So, yeah, he was not going to be a starting middle infielder on Team Venezuela. No, he's that, he's that energy guy, though. I mean, he's the one of the guys. He's big about his country. He's big about where he's from. Um, it does. It stinks for him, honestly, at the end of the day. But, you know, these things come, what, every four years? You know, you're hoping to play for the team. You're hoping to be part of, you know, your lore, where you're from. Uh, it stinks. But, yes, it, it, it's go time for him. He needs to solidify his spot there, um, you know, getting traded, show the team what he's about, and be a leader, man. He's going to be that defensive guru, get your hits here and there, but ultimately help that team out and lead him uh, in, in the infield. And I think he's ready for that, man. It's something that he's always wanted to do, and I think his career in Major League Baseball is going to be a lot longer than the World Baseball Classic. Completely agree. I got nothing. You guys hit every single bit of that. <laughs> I, feel like we've, I feel like we've talked about Gavin Lux and the Dodgers shortstop for like three straight days now. So I'm good. 
uh, three whole days. Does it feel also crazy? Does it feel like we've been doing this show for three weeks already? It, it does. It does. I feel like we, you know, I feel like AJ needs a day off. So man, <laughs> do I ever? Yes. Right? I feel I mean, like hey, you need. You need oh, it. Man, I need to put my feet up. You know, I need to. I need. Here we go. I'm supposed to. Yep. Yeah, here we go. It's supposed to be Fraser Friday, not AJ Friday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it will make room for me. I'll be up there soon. But no, Kratzy, I love that. So you know. I come from TV world and it, and it gets a little methodical where it's like, Hey, you have to follow with a whole minute thing. Like on this show. Nah, you guys just said it all. I'm good. What's next. <laughs> like, that's what I want. I love it. Yep. Good stuff. Uh, all right. So we got Bob Nightingale in about five minutes. What I did want to get to real quick was uh, report cards. This one's interesting from this week. It's perfect for you guys. So um, the NFL players association is revealing its first ever team report cards. They surveyed about 1,300 NFL players, and they talk about, like, coach, facilities, ownership, like, you name it, they're giving grades, okay? So number one on the rankings, let's, let me give you the top three, and then I want to get your thoughts on how this works with baseball, if it works in baseball. So the Minnesota Vikings were number one, Miami Dolphins number two, Vegas Raiders, number three. And, and for the Vikings, a little more context. Um, they got an A, player-friendly head coach. 100% of the players feel like owner Ziggy Wilp is willing to spend money to upgrade facilities. And that assessment makes sense since the Vikings have gone through three significant upgrades in recent years. Uh, and I'll give you a couple of the downs and, and uh, like the downside here. Also, um, this tweet's from Tom Pellicer. I want to make sure that I'm sourcing everyone. So, And I think this was in ESPN. Someone in my ear will tell me pretty soon. Um, where the story was at. So let me give you two bad ones. The Pittsburgh Steelers players said no daycare during the day for their families to drop off the kids. That's, uh, that's not a smart move. And the Arizona Car Cardinals said there's a policy of deducting dinner money from the players' paychecks if they're at the uh, facility, if anyone wants food at the facility. That's, that's a big loss. You're going to punish football players especially for eating food like you you don't want your linemen to eat you're going to charge them for food at the I place this. i no, think no. this is unbelievable you love what the this whole, whole thing no i know NFL but i'm PA saying to put this out yes. and say hey look the commanders yes. were last right no no the i think cardinals. it's the steelers oh, no the, i thought the commanders were last and then the and then the cardinals were 29 were the commanders or last whatever it was but. They, they were down there too and by the way this nflpa.com is, is who put this but, out so, there I love this. Like, can we do this in baseball? Can we get the players to vote on organizations and not only organizations, but like visiting clubhouses, home clubhouses, and they might make their home clubhouse mad, but listen, this is what it's about. It's about the players. Let's make these guys happy. And in the NFL, if you don't have good facilities and you're not feeding your guys, you don't have daycare during games too, right? They didn't have daycare during the game. So like, let's go NFL. Steelers are an organization that's proud too. Like when, when did they start not – Going on the cheap. I no, played I, for – Crash, you played for more teams than I did. I played for seven. And some teams were better at things than other teams. Like, you go to the Red Sox, they give you everything. Like, you have the key to Boston. You want to do something, they make one phone call. Hey, this is the Red Sox. Da, da, da. They had, they bring zoo people in to the, for the kids during the games, like with petting zoos and magicians. And, you know, and then you go to some organizations, I ain't going to name any names, but they didn't have anything. No doubt. No, there's <laughs> – I mean, I won't even start with the minor leagues yet because I think we're <laughs> going to talk about that because that's different. But the big leagues, like, it, it kind of goes back to the whole competition thing. Like, what are we 
What what is our goal? Are we are we trying to win the championship? And if you're trying to win the championship, it's about how the players' lives are, their wives are, their kids' lives are. Like those things matter. And I mean, to see the Cardinals and to hear that they they got to pay for their food, like you got to keep the one thing the Cardinals have. They got an A minus on their strength staff, their weight room. Their nutrition and their training room got F minuses, F minus. Like that's that's brutal. And I was in the Phillies, at the Phillies, the the Eagles, uh, whatever it is, their OTA camps, their their camp over there, at the Nova Care Center. And so that was the first thing I went and looked up. I'm like, I gotta go see what how it compares. And they got B minus, A A A plus, C minus, and A plus. So the C minus was a training room. And I remember walking through there and being like, holy cow, you got a team of 56 active guys and how many, how many stinking non-active guys? And they had like four training tables. And I love that it's put out there because it's calling a guy out. Like it's about winning championships. Call somebody out because the whole crew needs to get their game right or else something's going to suffer. And for the Cardinals to get an F- minus on the weight room and F- minus on nutrition – they got an F minus on the field too during the Super Bowl. Well, there's <laughs> there's a couple of baseball teams too. If you think of certain teams, like you only had certain spots where you could use the weight room if you're a visiting team. So oh, the yeah. visitors didn't even have their own weight rooms. Yeah. Um, you're using weights from years ago, <laughs> half you know, half on, half off. I think about friends parking. I think about the family day. I think about I was writing some stuff down the daycare we talked about. I, I mean the call. Pirates and Reds had some of the best daycares you'll ever see in your life. I played for six teams. I'm just thinking about, you know, my wife and kid. My wife sometimes, how many, how long can the kid be on the iPad for for a three-hour game? I, I give I give my kids how you get an hour, hour when you do something right, you get your iPad. My wife said, you know what? I want to be by myself for a little bit. Bring them to the daycare. And talking about getting food, listen, you can get chicken fingers and fries. Just bring it on down. And you ain't got to pay for that. Come on, dude. It's that little things that – separate you from being a good ball club on and off the field to being a great ball club. And that, that's what I, I look at it, man, helping everybody out, especially your family. That's, that's the number one importance for me. For sure. And, and even, and even to that point, like going to the playoffs, I went to several teams and I'm not going to, I'm not going to name them because they've cleaned up some of their act, but mm-hmm. some, some playoff teams are like, no, we're not taking any families. And I'm like, okay. So the family's just, catching like a, Hey, we're not sure if we're going to win this game and we got to go to LA or we mm-hmm. got to go to, you know, the next round. And my family's just going to, you know, they, they don't have a, they don't have a flight. So the next time around that was said by some of the vets, the vets spoke up and now they still didn't want the families on the plane, but they got a separate plane. And to me, that's big league. That's yeah. a lot of cheese, but that matters. And you, you, you just, you have you're putting your guys in the best chance to have success, and if your wife is worried, is, you're not worrying anymore. No, not, that's it. you want to worry about the game in separately. And my wife's calling me saying, "Hey, this, yeah. this, and this. This one's throwing up, and now we don't have this." Okay, well now it's like, who do I yell at? Right, and you still got to <laughs> you still got to get your four abs. Exactly. You, you know what? I can't believe the Bengals one for the F. So the, the, the hot and cold tubs are super small, issues with the showers and toilets not working. That sounds very Oakland A's-ish. Um, and the only <laughs> team that does not have outlets in their lockers to charge devices. Come on. Are you kidding me? Like, planes, 
um, even the shitty ones, cars, uh, you name it, up, you can charge. Imagine nowadays, like you're a player and there's a situation going on at home or your wife's pregnant, whatever, and your damn phone's dying because you can't charge it at your locker. What is this? Hey, Kratz, we even Yo. got that. We even got chargers in our locker room in our, my son's high school. I don't know about y'all up there, <laughs> but we got those. Well, if we're, I mean, I mean, if we're just going to transition into the minor leagues, your son's high school is way better than I'm going to say 60% of the minor league facilities. But what's worse than your son or what's better than your son's high school? Todd's set up down here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> this is legit. I'm telling you, your son's high school. I mean, yeah, they don't have like a Todd Fraser signature. They don't got the they don't got the yard yard markers on the black turf. They don't, you know, they ha- I mean, this guy, he's got he's got six L screens. What do you, I mean, what do you need six L screens for? You got one cage. Listen, it just comes with the whole package. I'm going to finish it by this. AJ, you're listening, right? I'm listening. The best, we're talking about spreads. The best visiting teams spread. Don't say it yet. I'm going to go one, two, three. We're going to say the team out loud, and I bet you all three of us are going to say the same team. You ready? Yeah. One, two, three. Yankees. Tampa, bro. Oh, no. Tampa, yo. Again, again, uh, Tampa. Guy, you know, the guy that it's a Florida thing. We nope. get it. He loves, no, it's not. he loves the Cuban. No, that's I, it. Yeah, no. It, yeah. AJ, AJ, Dude. you you know better than to say that. You know the Yankees have the best visiting spread. You'll have two meals. And you feel like two. you're in a hole in a wall place in little Italy. It's the best you'll ever eat. Don't hey, get out of here. Listen, no, listen, actually, Frage, the best spread back in the day was at Wrigley when Mikey got rest his soul. Rest in peace, Mikey. We're bringing yes. the McDonald's. McDonald's before yes. the game. The French. Okay. You had the you had the pancakes, the pancakes, the Swedish pancakes, right? With the <laughs> berry and the big sausage patties that were like this big. Take the syrup. No. Go out, take BP. No. Come you, in, get listen. you a quarter pounder and some what nuggets, year, and go no. rake. What year was that for you? No, I don't know. Every no, year, dude. No. Even if they stopped it, I made them go to McDonald's for me. No, that you're 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 looking for a gimmick. You're you're, no, I'm looking, you're looking for some for, McDonald's. No. Uh, you can get McDonald's anytime. No, you're, you're not not Wrigley Field, part. I can't. Yankee Stadium. Oh. My guy has got you some fish. Phil. He's got you some beef. He's got you some chicken. And I'm sure pasta. there's some kind of vegan. Oh, there's definitely pasta. a pasta for everybody who's looking to carb That load. was number two. That was number two for me. Uh, and then so you know, you're, Pittsburgh, you're, you're Pittsburgh used to bring in the Benihana. <laughs> you're a number two to us. How about yeah. that? That's fine. Hey, Pittsburgh used to bring in the Benihana. Remember Benihana? Oh, the, I remember Benihana. And yeah. the, Wait, they would do hibachi in no, there? No, they would get it to go. Uh, and I was going to say, rice you imagine if you guys all sit yeah, around and it's hibachi and, hey. Can <laughs> 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 he just say, hey. <laughs> Burn it up the the heart for you, the, the, no, the volcano. Yeah, and he flips it. Shoot, train. He hey, flips put, the shrimp. Put your hat out. <laughs> yeah. Let him flip a shrimp into it. <laughs> He's oh like, oh, he goes, egg roll. And he rolls the egg down. Oh, shit. This is great. That is actually epic. Because some teams, like I think the Mets today, were doing their like talent show where guys are gonna mess around. Um, that and you know sometimes like a some of those managers would bring in like something something funky. Imagine if you brought in, you get do a little setup and you do, hey, we're doing team hibachi lunch today. <laughs> That'd be awesome. That would be that is be so, someone steal it. Someone hey, steal we, it. You can have it. We did we did a it was in two thousand. Gosh darn it! It was probably two thousand six when they signed A.J. Burnett and Roy Halladay was kind of like, A.J. was like kind of caddying around with Roy. And 
Aaron Hill and Russ Adams, two like young up and coming draft pick prospect guys, they made shirts making fun of AJ and Roy. So AJ and Roy having quite a few more dollars in their pockets went overboard and they announced an engagement announcement over a airplane that, that had a banner during BP. So it was flying over the field announcing age, announcing Aaron and Russ and everybody came in from BP and in the clubhouse, in the cafeteria was a full wedding spread invitations in everybody's locker tuxedos for the guys a cake and the guy was in there cutting the cake for everybody so everybody had wedding cake before a spring training game love it love that's it. awesome all right well phrase i'm gonna before before we get to the the toast but i'm gonna throw this back on you i'm name we're gonna name the worst spread Okay. Oh. At the same time? At the same time. Three. The worst food. Three. Oh, man. Todd's the worst to, food. I'm trying to think now, man. <laughs> the wor- I can tell you right now, it's the easiest one in the world. Does, wait, wait, wait. Before you say one, two, three, does it have anything to do with a golf ball? No, it does not. <laughs> oh, wait, shoot. What? Okay. <laughs> the worst? Oh, man. Okay. I, I, I'm, I'm way far-fetched here because I didn't complain once, but we'll, we'll go ahead. Come on. I, didn't, I wasn't a complainer of food. I like food, but I'm not going to complain. All right, ready? One. I'm calling somebody out that I, I'm, I'm probably not even mad about. Hey, you got to go three. All right, ready? One, two, three. Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Let's go. Wow. <laughs> hey, all three. I just, honestly, I just made up a name, if you want the truth, because I, I didn't complain. If I didn't like it, I just moved on and I ordered something. Domino's was my go-to. Oh, meeting. Cincinnati. Cincinnati was the whole package, though. Yeah, since true. It, it wasn't just the food; it was the whole package. And they've since oh, man. they've since Cincinnati. cleaned it up. I was there last year, and they're they're doing they're doing a bang up job now. But I they used to put my catching equipment together after the game. I came out after we had a day game, and then we had a night game. It was crazy. I played two days in a row, but <laughs> pulled my catching equipment out, and it had been sitting together, sweaty, mm. and mold started mm. growing in it. Oh. It was disgusting, but mm. that was like, yeah, that was, that was the, you had two omelet. You had definitely, Cincinnati was definitely number two after San Fran, but Cincinnati, you had two, two mix-ins for your omelet. You could get cheese and ham. That's it. Uh, listen, chili. you could always get chili. Chili. You could always <laughs> get chili. I, I might, I'm, I'm biased in this, but East Coast food is 10 times better than West Coast food. I, and I will, I will live on that all day, every day. I, I'll say this from the fan perspective. Do you ever get a chance to go sit in legend seats for the Yankees oh. and get that spread? Mm. Yeah. That's it. It's that the is, same. It's, it's the same it's, as what the players it's, get spread, It's the right? same as what yes. the visiting players get, if yeah. not better. Yeah. It is insane. I, I've done that. They give you you go everything you could ever imagine. Find this steak, meats, uh, sushi bar, um, open bar if you've got the VIP pass thing. Mm-hmm. It is ridiculous it is so good yeah like that's that's something you save up for you you find a hookup um so before we bring in bob nightingale hey this is our first week of doing foul territory pretty pretty solid week pretty pretty strong so far this week um guest wise and what we're doing and really want to also cheers to everyone behind the scenes putting this together so i just wanted to crack something some of you some of you going hard some of you aren't it's all good we we got a little drink kratzy what you got your, your little tumbler or something 
Uh, or it's too I, far had, away. I had my tumbler, but I got yelled at pregame by somebody. No, I mean you can. I just was saying, like, <laughs> get the tumbler out. Get the my gun. tumbler, my tumbler's Cheers. all the way across, and and Jesse, Jesse tethered me to the chair here. So, all right, Cheers. then you can fake it. You'll do it next you're week. To, you're supposed to look you in the eye when you cheers. Cheers, you, brother. You, I got, what am I gonna look myself in the eye? <laughs> cheers, baby. Let's do it. I got a new one. Someone gave me this busy hard seltzer, so I'm in. All right. It's my first time ever having uh, a, a nice little adult beverage on the air. I've been on the air for a long time. Walk you know? Catch and, and most people, for most of the time that I've been on the air, didn't think I was old enough to drink, but I am. So. <laughs> and this is the first time I've ever drank water on the air, so that, that we're, e- good. we're even. Yeah. That's, that at a, you know, I'm a festival guy. You crack that at a festival. Yeah, like liquid death. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. That hits. Sorry, guys. Uh, I don't know if you guys. I told Scott this. He made fun of me. I uh, I gave up alcohol for Lent, so it's uh, it's gonna be a rough forty days. It's, <laughs> hey, you don't go fast. Hey, you got a great attitude about it. I like that. I like I like giving something up that might be a little bit tough. Yeah, that's a that's a. It's, it's not you know. You got kids in sports. You got this running around. You got you know <laughs> St. Patrick's Day. You got Bay Hill going on in my backyard. There's a lot of. You don't, want to get thrown, you don't want to get thrown out in games or get teed up either, like some people. No, that's you. <laughs> that is probably going to be me, though. Just like, do, do any parents do that? And then I, I, I know Bob's waiting first. We'll bring him in. Um, does anybody do that at a game? Like, just kick back with a, oh, yeah. with a drink? So, so my time. daughter's Where, playing volleyball this weekend, funny. right? My daughter's playing in a volleyball tournament. Well, one of the parents, he has a full tailgate in between them. Because he played three games a day. Mm-hmm. So you get like an hour or two breaks. One of the parents has a full tailgate in his back. Brings chairs, umbrella, coolers. That's awesome. So they all, all the parents go out and they might have a adult beverage or yeah. ten and you know, <laughs> go back for the next game. I'm in for that. I know they they. I see. I wasn't paying attention because I was probably a little naive, like Jersey basketball or whatever phrase. But mm. some parents, they if they weren't drinking, then there's a problem because some of them were getting after it. But there, are there games that you've been to out there where someone's you know kicking back after a hard day's work, watching their kid get after it on the court or the field? Yeah, plenty of times. And you knew once we got to like the second or third game, that one that one parent that all of a sudden like, that's a darn strike, damn it. And, and you're like, oh, bad news bears, here he comes, there goes Phil. I remember like it was yesterday, dude. And I'm like, ah, oh, do I got to walk down to the, out to the outfield during the game and be like, yo, dude, I think that's enough. Because, hey, in, in travel ball here in Jersey, if a parent gets thrown out, the head coach gets thrown out. So, And I get four-game suspension, bro. The rules are crazy. So now if a parent wants to act up, yo, you're doing this to my kid, this and that. I get tossed too. And now I got to go sit and watch for four games. Guess what? Me and that parent are going to have a big problem. Teddy Barrett, let's get the gloves. I'm not, I'm not dealing with it. <laughs> I, need a, I, need, I need a $199 monthly subscription to just get an absolute current cam for Todd during the travel ball game. I get you that game changer subscription. This is Don't game changer. I need to see Todd throwing a bucket <laughs> of balls across the field because he just got thrown out because drunk Bill also got tossed. Hey, epic. Can someone behind the scenes write that down? Um, we'll, we'll bring one of the uh, PA or intern or somebody with Todd to, to a game at some point coming up so we can shoot it. I might even go. I might even want to go. Um, so maybe Please. on a Frasier Friday right after or something like that. So. Just someone write that down. That's that's a good that's a good bit right there. All right, let's bring in Bob Nightingale after having Bobby. You see, tough act to follow. Uh, USA Today's finest. Known, we've all known him for a very long time. And and, and cheers, Bob. I've been told you about you have a water. This is our first week, so um, <laughs> it's been really fun. A lot of action going on. 
it's uh it's great to have you we had bobby on earlier how you doing today where are you at i heard you're you're at the same camp or you're right near each other yeah i'm at the white Sox camp uh they play the reds today so i'll see him in a couple hours and you're making me jealous with the uh <laughs> here's it's still early out here, so a little too early. <laughs> Never too early, Bob. Never. Yeah. Hey, hey, Bob, uh, tell Bobby, we're going to get into this, but tell Bobby to be careful on the whatever the road is between the Reds camp and the White Sox camp because I got a ticket one time in full uniform driving from the White Sox camp to play against the Reds. The cop pulled me over. I get out of the car. I'm in full uniform. He's like, you play baseball? I'm like, no, nah, I just figured I'd wear this today to drive to the – I don't know. I mean – on I ten, whatever it is, but your 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 son Bobby told us that uh, you wrecked your car, your your precious car. So I want to hear about this car wreck you got, and then you didn't tell him. Oh man, it was the I went to the player association uh, union meeting. The uh, Tony Clark was talking, and it was uh, you know ten forty five in the morning. <laughs> I had not been drinking, and uh, <laughs> there, was <a> blind spot. <laughs> there was a blind spot, and I uh, turned left. I did not see this guy. This guy was racing down. Never saw him and uh, smashed my car. The airbags went off. Bobby Bonilla happened to see it. He goes, oh, my God, I can't believe your life. And I got lucky. I mean, uh, I love the car. I had it since back in Minnesota when they had a 2003 uh, G35 coupe, uh, six-speed, only 90,000 miles on it. But, yeah, uh, so I had to clean the stuff out of the car two days ago. It was kind of sad. I actually sat in, the, sat in the front seat for two minutes, kind of reliving some memories before I walked away. How does it only have 90,000 miles on it? You know, with baseball, you know, you're traveling all the time, everything else. The only time I really drive that much is during the uh, spring training. So, yeah, just a uh, – that's the part that hurt. I'll probably get about $40 back in return from the insurance company. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Bob, I want to ask you about some of the uh, stuff going on around the league that you've been writing about, uh, tweeting about. And, by the way, B. Nightingale on Twitter. Good follow. Um, so – Let's start with your thoughts on Manny Machado and that signing this week, because then you sneak in. I love how you do this, Bob. You sneak in on on the tweet. And the Padres are still going to go after re-signing Soto and Otani, and then everyone goes nuts. They're like, will these guys stop? So what do you think of all all that's going on in San Diego right now? I mean, most people, especially in San Diego, now have fallen in love with the Padres. Yeah, it's wild. I mean, they only had like a $32 million payroll just a uh, God, six, seven years ago. It was small. I mean, people talk about Steve Cohen. How about Peter Seidler? I mean, Cohen's got, what, seven, worth $17 billion. They made about two, two, $3 billion last year in investments. Peter Seidler's worth about two or three, but he's making every small and mid-sized market guy look bad. Uh, I mean, they're losing money, but he care less. He wants to win a World Series that, that badly and leave that as his legacy. But you know what? I'll make up for that money when I sell the club or, you know, when the family wants to sell it at some point. But, yeah, I mean, people talk about Mets, Yankees, Dodgers. The Padres are right with those guys. Hey, Bob, Todd Frazier here, man. How's it going, bro? Doing great, Todd. Good. We've had our good conversations through the years. Um, I'd like to I'd like to dive deep in a little bit about criticism a little bit. You know how baseball players go through it and, uh, you know, seeing online when you write an article or, or the things you say, you got to have your opinion, too, like, People are going to write some negative things uh, on Twitter, on Instagram, whatever it is. How, how do you handle criticism? Because everybody talks about baseball players. Well, let's dive deep into reporters and, and analysts and guys like yourself, somebody as prestigious as you. 
you know, how do you handle it? Do you just brush it off? You say, oh, this is kind of funny. Do you retweet it? Like what, what, what is your going about criticism online? Uh, yeah, I, I brush it off. I really do not read comments. I don't because it's not going to do any good. I remember years ago talking to David Price, and he used to tweet a lot when he's with the uh, you know, Tampa Bay Rays, Boston Red Sox, and he stopped. He said, you know what? I could tweet God is good, and people would answer back, no, he's a jerk. You know, what is he doing here? You know, that sort of thing. But just, it's, it's so negative out there, and uh, it's just a, uh, and such a, a, a negative thing. The only, uh, when my dad passed uh, in December, I did a tweet, you know, 20 years of the Air Force, Colonel, and everything else. And uh, that was the only tweet I think I ever did where it's like a 100% positive response. So I did see some some good, good out of that. Yeah. Uh, saw some good last, uh, last spring at this time during the uh, negotiations, you know, going to like two in the morning. But otherwise, it's just like everybody wants to say, say something negative and dive into you. And granted, even uh, you know players today are much more sensitive than they ever were. You know, much different than back uh, you know back in the day when I was coming the Royals, the Padres, Angels, and Dodgers. It's just a different different environment out there. What's the latest that you're hearing from White Sox camp right now? We need to see, we need to hear the dirt, not not the little stuff. We want to hear something that you're you're seeing in there. Well, a different vibe. I mean, they're, uh, you know, some of the guys were saying they haven't run this hard in spring training in five or six years. A very serious tone. I think these guys came to camp with a chip on their shoulder, you know, obviously embarrassed. You know, everybody wanted to blame Tony LaRusso last year for them falling apart. Well, Tony would never, you know, step to the plate. He was on the pitcher's mound. I think guys, you know, kind of took advantage and went through the emotions. And I think they come to camp, you know, embarrassed. They want to uh, eliminate what happened last year. Uh, it was embarrassing for everybody, and Tony LaRusso was the easy scapegoat, you know, and just talking Lance Lynn, it never should have happened. It's like, hey, have, have some pride here. Hey, Bob, you, I want to go back to Frazier, you know, as a resident White Sox fan on the show, uh, I want to go back to Frazier's thing. You, you've heard of the Madden curse, right? Have you heard of the Bob Nightingale curse on, on the Twitter and the Instagram? <laughs> you know what, I <laughs> – I have stopped tweeting about uh, no hitters. People actually take that serious thing seriously. So now, if there's no hitter going to a perfect game, I said, "Hey, it's got something special going on." Just too many people go ballistic with that thing. Well, no, there's like, I, yeah. there, there's like a running thing, like you, because you break news so early, and then like certain things don't happen, like Correa, right? He's signing with the Giants, and he doesn't sign in the Mets, right? But it always seems like they always put your quote or your tweet up there. It's never like. Heyman or anyone else. It's always Bob Nightingale. Oh, he did it again. Oh, Bob Nightingale's saying, you know, the White Sox are going to win the World Series. Well, now they're going to finish in last place. Like, do you, do you, do you see that? Do you hear that? I do. I wish they looked at the track record just in recent years from uh, 2019, 2021. I had the you know, last three World Series uh, picks right. I picked Atlanta last year. You know, obviously they didn't win the World Series. But yeah, I mean, I, I guarantee when I pick somebody this year, it's going to be, okay, that team's got zero chance now he's making the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm tailing Bob Bob Nightingale's picks this year when we start throwing down. And we'll do some futures actually later, which I wanted to ask you about. So looking at the divisions, because we're going to go over the win totals, Bob, later for the NL West. Um, do you think it's accurate that the Padres should be, I don't want to say heavy favorites, but heavier favorites maybe than some anticipated over a team like the Dodgers, and it looks like the Giants aren't getting a ton of love out there either. What, what's your thoughts on that division, and 
I'm just going to keep mentioning uh, the Gavin Lux uh, news just because Kratzy loves to loves to hear me keep going over the same shit over and over. But it, it is big news <laughs> from the week. Just, you know, we, we haven't seen a ton of injuries, um, knock on wood, yet in camps. And for the Dodgers, it, it seems like they're a little thinner this year and a little more reliant on prospects, which, which is fine. They didn't do major damage. But when you hit, take hits like that early on, now Rojas going from super utility to starting shortstop. For me, I already had the Padres ahead of the Dodgers anyway. And something like that at the margins makes a huge difference in my mind. What about you? I think it might have moved the uh, Dodgers from a slight favorite to the Padres to a slight favorite. Remember now, I mean, the Dodgers finished 22 games ahead of the Padres. That's a whole lot to make up. Uh, you know, I know they got the star-studded guys, but, you know, how many teams win the winter and just kind of stink during the summer? There's been so many letdowns we over the years. The one thing about the Dodgers is they still have a ton of talent. And uh, they got the deepest farm system in baseball. So if they want to go get some help, you know, they can do so. And remember this year, too, with the uh, over-unders is that now with more of a balanced schedule, they're not going to beat each other up so much in the West. You know, you get to beat up on the central teams, uh, that sort of thing. And, you know, the bottom two teams in the National League East. So I- I'll give the Padres a-, a slight favorite. But I think people are ignoring the Dodgers. I'd still be shocked if they don't make the playoffs. Hey, Bob, um, I think about you for some reason, what comes to my mind, I'm in the locker room. You you would always be that calm, cool, like snoop around a lot. Like you wouldn't say much in the beginning, you know, you would just cruise around. I see Bob in the corner. I see Bob over there, you know, looking at, you would always just peruse, you know, you used your eyes a lot. So for me, is there, is there was a reason for that? Like, is there a guy like you wanted to get, were you waiting for somebody or was just something that just, for you, you're just like, man, I, I want to check my scene first and, and then go back. Because I used to tell someone, hey, look at Bob over there. He's, he's, he's getting ready to pounce on somebody. And eventually you'd get to who you wanted to get to. You'd wait in line or whatever it was. But you were always that one guy. I'm like, there he is. Who's he going after today? So is there was there a method to your madness? I think some of just being a national guy and not local. So say say you have a, a sore ankle. All the beat writers give me about you talk about the ankle. You know, I'm not going to talk to you about the ink. I want to talk to you about the team or you or, you know, something else. So you're waiting to see guys you know. You just come to baseball as long as I have. You know, a lot of guys I know in the in the clubhouse. So, you know, so much as relationships. And uh, and with you, Todd, also, I will still remember of all the all-star games I've been to, being at the uh, that party that night. There's a player association party when uh, uh, when you have to win the home run derby in Cincinnati. <laughs> that, was, that was such a cool moment. Watching everybody go towards you like you, you know, a uh, uh, you know, biggest rock star in the world. But that that was a cool moment. Of all my all star things, that stands up top five for sure. I appreciate that, man. I got it hanging right here with me. So if you can see that, <laughs> I'll give it a little kiss for you, man, from you. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks, Bob. Appreciate it. <laughs> hey, Bob, I got a question for you about the uh, the regionals and all that that's going on in the business of baseball. Have you heard, you know, you're in on all kinds of discussions, like team people even, um, obviously you don't have to call out names, but just saying, hey, it's a little weird. We don't know what's going to go down, you know, with uh, the regional networks and, and the money and, and the teams. I mean, I don't even know how to explain it without taking 20 minutes to do it. And um, just wanted to get your thoughts on, for most fans, they're like, am I going to be able to watch my team? Yeah, I mean, your, your games are going to show, but is it going to affect revenues or are people freaking out about it? Or have you not heard anything? They're not freaking out. I mean, MLB has pretty much promised, hey, you'll get your money. It may take a little long, but you'll eventually get your uh, payments. And they've told the fans, hey, you're still going to see every game. 
you know, whether they're running, you know, games 24 hours on the MLB network or what have you, but they'll, uh, in teams, be able to uh, publish their own. So if you're in a state like Iowa, where you know, you're blacked out, I've seen about five different teams, you're probably happy about it because those regional sports networks have kind of created the blackouts. Now, if MLB takes over, those blackouts are gone. So you know, in a strange way, maybe the, you know, the owners will be upset, that sort of thing. But I think the fans may be thrilled, like, okay, I can see any game I want now with no blackout restrictions. By far, the most shit I get over the years on Black Twitter guys. is from fans thinking that I'm like behind the scenes running some crazy computer algorithm picking who's getting what games all over the country or something. I'm like, There is a guy that does that. I know for Fox, there is a guy that actually does do that. Like the, uh, what's it called? In, in the master control room you're talking yeah, about, right? No, that where picks they... where the games go to in this country. Oh, well, that's different. Because there's that's... like two games running. They're like, okay, well, this part of the country yes. gets 80% and the other. That is different. Game. What you're talking, yes. What you're talking about is, hey, these are the three games we got for Fox this week. What portion of the country wants this game? Which game, you know, is, is most important to people and what's going to rate well, all of that. So, um, but that's good to know, Bob. Uh, we appreciate you coming on. Um, we'd love to have you on sometimes. Oh, AJ's got Hold one on, Bob, before you. you go, you better say me. Who's your favorite? And I don't say, I'm not going to ask which one. Who's your favorite player you ever covered? Who's your least favorite player? <laughs> you tell me what. The one thing about AJ, man, told the truth in uh, – it's weird. When you talk to guys like, you know, I've just with Troy Hawkins during several week, uh, you know, guys like Tony Hunter, Eddie Gordado, and, and they'll tell you that AJ was one of their favorite teammates they've ever had. And uh, I'm not just saying that because AJ's right there, but he was as well loved and respected by, uh, by anybody I covered. You know, the uh, probably favorite guy to cover on a daily basis was Tony Gwynn. I mean, he was unbelievable. Just, you know, not one of the nicest guys in the world. You could talk to him about, about, Anything and everything. Certainly, those, those twin, those twins teams, like uh, AJ was talking about, with Gordado and Hawkins and uh, Denny Hawking, Latroy. I mean, that was a fun team to be around. I mean, it was like a battle between all you guys to who would have the best quotes. It was a, it was a writer's dream being around the twin during that heyday. We got our Tony Gwynn bobblehead right here. Also, rest in peace, Tony. Probably the best. Best pure hitter I ever saw, ever played against. So, Bob, thank you for the kind words. You're the man. You were like the first guy I told these guys. When I was a twin coming up, if Bob Nightingale came and talked to me, that meant that that I'd made it. Like, you were talking to me about something. I did something good. So, thanks for always being there, Bob. I, I appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you, guys. And the, uh, the one thing i remiss to say is Bo Jackson. I covered Bo when he first broke in. Nothing like watching Bo jump over table, betting guys 10 bucks, do his bow and arrow in the clubhouse. Those were fun times with Bo Jackson coming in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And Bob, what is it? Because you're in Arizona, is it nine twenty-seven or ten twenty-seven? Is it two or three hours back now? Ten twenty-seven. They're changing. Okay. Uh, you know, Arizona doesn't change time zones, so next uh, weekend then there'll be a three-hour time difference from the East Coast. Okay. Well, we're getting close to Mimosa time. So cheers to you, Bob. Yeah. Really, though. <laughs> uh, thanks for joining us on our first uh, Friday here and. Um, we'll talk to you again down the road. Probably see you at one of the spring training sites or, or the WBC soon. Definitely. Look forward to it. Enjoy the cocktails. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Bob Nightingale from USA Today. Bob's a man. I mean, He's that's a guy you grab a beer with. Yes, we exactly. Had we had Ken on yesterday, and now Bob Nightingale. Those are like the two kind of like titans, right, of the yes. industry. They've been around forever, know their stuff, know the guys, right? They, they get to know you as a person, and that's what it's about. Like mm-hmm. they're – they're great to talk to, and they and they never put you in a spot, right? 
Fraze, Kratz, those are the guys you want, right? Like, they're not going to put you in a spot. They're not going to write something and say, without coming to you and saying, hey, let me defend myself here. And they, they always were there, and they were always standing stand, stand up and, and take their heat if they, they deserved it. Yeah, and they, he also understood, like, hey, do you really want me to write that in there? I've had a couple instances where they're like, hey, you sure? I'm like, eh, let me let me tone that down a little bit or, you know, go ahead. You know, they, and I would appreciate that from a writer, especially instead of the guy that's like, boom, and then leaves and goes out of the scene. He was respectable as well. Yeah, I mean, not, not, being, not being a guy who's done something. You know, I don't think Bob necessarily did a lot of interviews with me, but he comes from the era of like, you know, Tim Brown, you know, got, he's been telling me, you know, how those guys, they used to shag BP with the players when they first started. Like, there was a different relationship. And you can see it with those guys, how it's not like, it's not as cutthroat. It's, it's more of that relationship. And they're part of the thread of baseball. They're not, they're not just some like, oh, well, you know, the media half. No, they're, they're part of that thread, whether they're a national writer, whether they're a regional writer, it's, you know, for the athletic, whatever, the guys that you respect the most, Bob, Ken Rosenthal, Tim Brown, you know, other guys that have been around for a while, they're, they're creating that relationship. And that is, that's huge. That's a huge piece of it. All right. We, we got a game to play and it is called make Todd Frazier jealous, but two things left to do on this, uh, on this Friday on foul territory. Fraser, look what I got. Oh, Let me see. man. Why aren't you here right now? <laughs> Yo, and I got a fresh tops pack. There is one autograph or relic card in every hobby box. So, Fraser, before I start this off, because this is what we're going to do once a week, we're going to rip packs. And I got one of these that I'm bringing up for my, for my first Fraser Friday in a week yes. or two. But we're, we'll rip packs. We'll, what I want to do is, and I've, I've always thought about this, like when players rip packs, even if you're not a collector and they just start – talking shit about some of the players that they played with it's gold so i know you collect right you, you just said earlier you got ellie de la cruz all over the place right yes yes i'm trying to get these young cats man so the rookies the numbered cards the relics the refractors we're looking for numbers kratzy in the in the card world if it's numbered on the back one through five one of one one out of 20 that's it. Now we're talking. That's it. Okay. I, I mean, no. it could be, it could be you, and it's still gonna be worth. It's still gonna be worth. It's a good not money. me. There's not many right. aircrafts out there, but that's okay. <laughs> hey, Fraser, help me because I'm not into this whole card thing. I was when I was a kid, but like Scotty, you know, you're into it. Scotty's into it, so I'm looking for what when I open this pack. Like, what do I want? I want like one of the so, jersey cards, you know, like with the bat slice of the bat. What what do we want? So, uh, long story short, you're gonna open a pack. And how, how many cards are in that pack, Scotty? What would you say, six to eight, or is it a big pack? Uh, it should be eight, probably, right, in this stuff. Yeah, yeah and, and probably six out of the eight are going to be your regular just, you know, Commons. wax cards, you know. So, yeah. and, and the two are either going to be, you know, uh, a different color card, a refractor, or, or, you know, a special player. And most of the time, you know, out of that pack, you'll get one that's like, you know, four or five dollar card and you know you keep those the other ones you put to the side and just trade or give away to some young kids who have some favorite players what we're missing here aj what we're missing here give me your, give me your book for a second what we're missing here is todd in about three week, three years he's gonna be outside of spring training going <laughs> who's that? oh yeah who's that he's, he's gonna be a seeker aj 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 he's gonna be a seeker yeah then i'll go walking by and he'll be like Eric, Eric, 
Yeah. Be like, hey, hey, hey what, what's going on? Can you get AJ? Yeah, exactly. Can you get AJ to sign my cards? <laughs> That's I'll how be like, go. No. Mm. Yeah, I no. Yes. I love when guys sign the wrong person's cards. Oh, that's the nice. that's that is it's brutal. But I saw I I saw a minor leaguer. He thought he called him over, and he did call him over. But he thought he was Orlando Hudson. <laughs> oh no! And the guy goes, he goes, Orlando, Orlando, can you come over and sign? And the kid's just a minor leaguer. He's like, sure. Yeah. He's like, I thought the kid's name was Avery. He goes, I thought he said Avery. Yeah, it Went over and signed some old dog cards, and the guy was like. Dude, what are you doing? You just signed my O-Dog cards. He's like, all right, man. Just bounce. Just Sick. bounce with his signature right on him. What are you going to do? Hey, uh, Valley Baseball Scout goes, because we got the, the YouTube chats bumping right now. I have a nice Eric Kratz collection. Um, you're going to have to send us a picture. Tweet at Kratzy, okay? Let him, let him check it out. Like, What does this collection involve? It's uh, like four I- cards. <laughs> I mean, an Iron Pigs card, a Columbus Clippers card. A oh, oh, Omaha there's Spikes card. Oh, there's plenty of minor league cards. I, I got a minor league card from from almost every level. Towards the end of my career, I would like get traded and like bounced up and down, but so I didn't get like the team cards. But oh yeah, I got so many cards sponsored by McDonald's, sponsored by like the local the local barbecue spot was on the back of one of them. Um, yeah, and I only got one bobblehead. What do you got? You got like mm. Todd's got, he just got three Todd bobbleheads. AJ's got six over there. So we're yeah. And listen, and listen. my bobblehead it's spelled wrong. We'll, we'll hey, pull by that the way, one numbers and, going up. Hey, and let's go a little higher on that number of bobbleheads. The bobblehead oh, over under for AJ is at like eight so and a half. Bad. All right, wait before we start oh, wait, this, okay? Sorry. So, so no, you're good. I want to shout out um, Only Gems. They hooked us up with some boxes. Onlygems.io. Um, they're on whatnot a lot, ripping packs. They've got some of those super influencers ripping packs. To, you know, going Wait, over we open the what's whole box? valuable. We're not doing the whole box today. We're gonna be on for five hours. Our crew will kill us, but oh. we we'll we'll do this once a week. So oh, we'll, okay. we'll we'll rip a few packs. Plus, when you open the box, this is the hobby exclusive. That these these should be the money maker cards here. I'll save that for the last one. We feel like we're just about done. I'll rip this. This has four cards. That has 14. So you start, and if you've got a good one, hand it over, and I can I can show it off the phrase. What if the first distance. one I don't know who the guy is? No, you don't have to know him. I'll just oh. just like oh. sort through, right? Okay. So for example, first one I pull here, and these are just Put this it on your isn't bike. like a yeah, exactly. this isn't like an autograph or um or a chrome refractor or whatever, but. Can we get this camera shot here? Let me see. I'm kind of jealous. Are. Je- are you jealous, Todd? I'm very jealous. Like I'm jealous. Like I, I feel like I should be 13 years old right now. <sighs> I haven't ripped packs for a long time. I'm getting sweaty here. Yeah. We got Tristan McKenzie on here. Who's? Oh, there we go. See, that's nice. Perfect. Tristan McKenzie's going to join us pretty soon on this show too. A friend of the show. So there's Tristan. So that's how we'll do it. Start- so you, you get Tristan McKenzie, and I get Los Angeles Dodger Stadium. This way you do that one. That's what we think Donation. of Donation. Yep. Put that uh, one on your bike. Yeah, like the Do- Dodger Stadium gets a car with like random. Nah. Yeah, that's just to people. mess with you. I got, all right, Michael Massey, J.J. Blade, Kendall Graveman, Zach Davies, uh, Asan Kim, Davies. Graham Ashcraft. Oh, see here. I got a, I got a signature, baby. Oh, you got the SIG already? I got a SIG already. First one, top cert- certified autograph issue, J.J. Blade. Wow. J.J. Wow, Blade, Miami. J.J. Blade ain't on Miami anymore. Yeah, traded. 
Who's he? And that that makes the card actually a little a little more pricier just because if it's the first team he's played with too as Let's well. Go. So is that what year is that for him? So it says congratulations you've received here. Let me show you. It's gotta be his come back, card, come man. back, right? come back to me, baby. Come back. Show the crowd. There you go. Congratulations. Eh, it's gonna be hard to read that way. I'll do it. You've received a baseball stars autograph card, tops 2023 series one. Um, Miami Marlins outfielder. No, these are all fresh, Fraser. These are from this year. It's just that he got traded like two weeks ago. So Amazing. I got a Blade auto. Um, here, I'll finish mine and then you go to yours. Corey Seeger, Josh Naylor, but we're looking for the special ones. Matt Ch Chapman, Austin Meadows, Christian Vasquez. Who Dylan? Wait, I, I just want you to see this uh, Dylan Bundy stash that he's got on the profile, and then AJ take over. Solid. Uh, wait. Mm. Uh, oh, very yeah. push broomy. Yeah, very nice. I've always very wanted to be a hand monitor. Yes, like exactly. Very, a bit. Okay, so like I've right. heard of every guy in your car and your collection there. Okay. Now I'm gonna now phrase. I'm gonna name and you, I want you to name you guys and tell me who this guy plays for. Caleb Killian. Oh, oh, old Killian. I, yeah. <laughs> St. Patty's Day. St. Patty's Day is coming up, March. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Who's hey, he playing for? It got to be a green team. I don't know. Caleb, hit us up. Chicago Cubs. Cubs. Boom. Yo, I'm, I'm, the, gotta be I'm relieved, the nerd right? on this show. No, he's a good – he's one oh. of their top pitching prospects. Prospect. Prospect. Yo, you guys, prospect. come on. You're going to okay. lose. Okay, second one. Nate, tell me who this guy plays for. Travis Swaggerty. 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 Oh, he's Seattle, isn't he? Nope. Pittsburgh Pirates. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> I knew that. Oh, I should have known that. I know Wait, that. Don't tell me you played with him. Don't tell me you played with him on Pittsburgh. I don't remember. Oh, come on. <laughs> Please, can somebody look that up? See that card. That, that is hey, mine. I am young. bad with names. Young you guy. ask anybody. I'm bad with names. So, heralded as the best defensive outfitter in the Pirates system by BA, Baseball America, among the organization's fastest athletes. He, I mean, he's only played um, five games in the bigs. It was all – and that Scott, was last year. So, you're I good. I was thinking of Sam Haggerty of the Seattle. I played with him with the Mets. So, yes. I, I confused uh, both names. No, that's fair. Okay. Sam Haggerty's good. So, Christian Pache, obviously. I've heard oh, of him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ethan Small. Name Ethan's. the team. Oh, man. Kansas yep. City? No. Brewers. Damn it. Okay. Garrett Cole, obviously. Who's that? Yeah. He's in George the Kirby, nasty. Ooh. Jonathan Aranda, name the team. Oh, me, me, me. No, you guys go first. No, you go. You go. I like him the a Rays. lot. Good looking. Pro exactly. Yeah, good looking prospect it. on the Rays, too. He's going to have a good year. Josh Rojas. Oh, you Darvish. You. Last one in the past. Mark Appel. Yeah. Wow. You got any, any. Still in the Phillies organization. Kind of bouncing up and down last year. Got himself a National League Championship ring. Yeah. Ozzy Albies, stud. Jesse Winker, Orlando guy down the street. Yep. And then I got this crazy looking 2002. I don't know where we can see this, but. Here, give it to me. Give it to me. Byron Bucks. I, I got a close shot. Something. Oh, see? Here you go. I don't know what that is. Is that special? Give me a close up, baby. So, sometimes there are. Sometimes it's just a, a nice looking card if you want. Yeah. That yeah. It's cool looking. Yeah. Greatest uh, hits. Nice. Yeah, no, that, that's okay. That's okay. It's a good card, though. That's worth, what, 30, 30 cents? No, probably a couple of dollars. Dude, give yeah, me another pack. Now, see, now, now I want another pack. See, now he's <laughs> yeah. in there. You yeah. the, yeah, the dopamine rush is on. All right, yeah. so now you rip. I'll go. Ready? One, and and one this is how pack. you do it. Okay? okay, so you just rip like this. Rand, Rand, if you pick out 
if, if you know a guy or you see a rookie of a guy, then it's great. Luis Garcia, Randall Gritchick, Albert Almora. We got Vladdy Jr. Like, okay, I got some studs here, but they're just these are just like the common cards of the studs. But Vladdy Jr., our boy Votto, Nick Prado, um, William Contreras traded. Uh, this is William Contreras Braves traded to the Brewers. Uh, Brandon Crawford. I got a special card coming up. Jonathan Aranda. He's all over this freaking thing. I got an Angels team card. I got a, I got three on one. I got Wright, Arias, and Darvish. But it's not a. Uh, it's not. You know. It's just a fancy looking card. Mm-hmm. Say Oscar Hernandez, Tanner Scott. All right, here, baby. Ready for this? Yeah, I like this one. Me. All aces. Oh. Alec Manoa. Zoom that in. It's coming. Come on, baby. It's coming for you. <laughs> we'll text you. There it is. Oh, aces. Yeah, I love that. Love that. That's, that's a cool, a cool car. car. Yeah. Couple dollars. Couple dollars. Couple, do- yeah. couple dollars. dollars. All right, you go, AJ. All right. Josh Donaldson, waiting on you to get back to me. You're wanting you on the show. So come on. Yeah. Oh, One time. I got a good text. story for Josh. Get him on the show. Luisa Rise, twins, not a twin anymore. Judgment Day. Oh. Aaron Judge, I don't think it's special, but it just says he walked him off. Yep. Then special. I got this triple card. Nobody cares about it. <laughs> then I got the Nationals coaching staff. Let's go with the Dodgers one. See. <laughs> John Gray. This is wait, this one's got the shiny. A little refractor piece? Let me see. Bring is, there a number be, is there a number behind it? No, no. Just a nice no, shiny card. Just shiny. No, Liam Hendricks get better soon. Yeah. That's my guy, the mate. We got traded together one time. Yeah, first strikeout. We already talked about that. David Villar, VR, Vogelbach. Now this is a dude right here. <laughs> this is the guy right here. Got that Vogelbach. Swing. Max Stassi. Once saw him take ninety-five in the face, stay in the game, stud. Ooh. Emmanuel Clase strike us all out with a hundred monarch cutters. Mm. Thank God I'm not playing. Julio Urias, Marco Gonzalez. Yep. And Keston here. I didn't get nothing in that. Nah. Time. All right. So one more. Um, and then we'll do the rest next week. Okay. So this is the, because phrase, you've seen this, right? You rip boxes. So th- you get the one special pack. You buy a, you buy a hobby box. Yep. So this is series one hobby exclusive. Oh yeah. You'll get, you'll get four to six in there of all shiny, nice, colorful cards. Yeah. Hey, let's get, get a two? good one, Scotty. Let's get a good what? one. Can I, can I get two of those? Yeah, I'll give you two. I'll, I'll take two. I'll okay. close my eyes so they're surprised. Okay. Down. Don't bang them now. Be yeah, careful. but you got it. So you see, do you see the form here though? You see, no, here, look, you can open your eyes. <laughs> oh. This has to be the form. I did, I did a, a phrase was there too. We went to the national, which is like the biggest card show in the country, maybe the world. Last mm-hmm. year was in Atlantic City, and by the way, Atlantic City needed better Wi-Fi. And I, I'm a Jersey guy; I can call yeah, them out. Was, but that was bad. Y- you know, it was real bad. So I brought Shady McCoy, and uh, he pulled like this twenty thousand dollar Tom Brady card on on one of these hobby packs, and he's like holding it kind of bendy, and the guy next to him is freaking out. He's like, "Go, go, go!" He's like, "Really? Rally. Yeah." He's like, "That's twenty G's right there. Like, hold it, hold the edges," and and then he immediately slabs it. So, all right, go. What do you got? I got uh. Chipper Jones. Chipper Jones. Chipper Jones. Chipper Jones. I mean, Chip Jones. It's kind of very shiny. I don't yeah, know they're very shiny. Bucks. And then I got Raphael Devers in the the worst City Connect uniform that has nothing to do with the Red Sox. I get the mm-hmm. marathon, but like. 
Oh. You don't no, like I, the yellow? I, I like I it. I like the yellow. They look like UCLA. You're not holding it right, though. Oh, gosh. Sorry. Look, look, bad, I like the bad. yellow. Just, yeah. You like the yellow, Kratzy? I don't know, man. Like, if you if you could rock a yellow – I don't have much yellow in my on, in my gear, in my fits, but the yellow, the yellow sweatshirt that they got, I'm on yeah. it. Yeah. I get it for the marathon, the whole deal, but, yeah, uh, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm a purist when it comes to uniforms. What do you got, Scotty? I got – all right, so, Fraze, this actually is a question I got to ask my buddy because, I, I mean, I'm a collector, but I'm, I'm like, not the most um, – I'm with The you. most skilled. So, I got Brett Beatty, and he, he only played for five seconds last year. So, is this a rook? Is this a rook? It's or it counts. This is 141 out of 150, Fraze. Yeah, no, that, there's only 150 of those made. That's a specialty card. That's a good right one. Right here. That's a good one. This slab might go it right. up. Yeah. Slab it up. All right, I'll Man, slab it up. What does that mean, slab it? So, slab it up. We're going to start teaching everyone here. You put it right in the sleeve so that it stays nine or ten because they, they'll grade it, right? Actually, a PSA, which is the, there's a bunch. There's, what is it? Uh, GSC, a bunch of these grading companies, mm-hmm. and they'll tell you what it's what the card's um, condition is in, and that's that helps what it's worth. And then I got a little Julio, but this one's not a numbered. This, But I got a Julio here. Nice. Rodriguez. But that the Beatty one, if Beatty ends up being a stud, Fraj, that's I believe it's a numbered and, and a I think it's a rookie card, no, because it's yeah. I, I hope so. Should yeah. Be. I mean he he's barely played. So anyway, all right, that was fun. Um and that I'll, uh, was more I'll bring fun some than up. I thought it was gonna be. I told you it would be, yeah. And because I, you get a little excited, you go back to your, your your childhood days and you're like, all right, well, cool. I, I mean, I wish I would have got some better cards, but it was also funny that they didn't know who the guys were either. Uh, that was a good game, actually. Guys, yeah. That was a good game. Uh, we have a lot more packs in the interest of time and letting our uh, our crew have a Friday. We'll uh, we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll move on. Um, all right, so one more thing I want to do before we slap hands, messing around with some segments here. So we're going to do some win totals over-unders each week, okay? A little futures betting. Get Let's get ready to throw down and tell people how they should be looking at the season coming into uh, now March here. So let's see, let's see what we got. We're going to throw up the – we got three things to show you. First off, I want to see how the teams did last year. Second of all, I want to see what Vegas says right now for over-unders. And third of all, I use a little helper. So here we go. So NL West predicted win totals. This is from Vegas Insider putting them up. Obviously, they're all pretty much the same, the lines over at Vegas. And I misspoke. I was saying to Bob Nightingale, I'm like, oh, now they've, they've dipped. The Dodgers are still number one. They're at 96 and a half. Uh, Padres 93 and a half. San Francisco 81.5. Arizona 74 and a half. And, and of course, Colorado, even though Dick Momford thinks that, oh, I think we're going to be a 500 team, which is great for your owner coming into the season, basically saying we're not making the playoffs. Um, anyway, so out of the park, I'm an ambassador for them. It's a great video game. Um, they put together simulations. So I look at some of that. Can we throw that up one more time? Let me see what out of the park said. Because they have. The Padres at 92. So they they ran, um, I think it was 100 or 1,000 simulations, and they've got the Padres at 92 wins, L.A. at 89, San Francisco 78. So they think uh, Dodgers are going under, San Diego just under, San Francisco under. They've got Arizona over, which I don't hate that. And Colorado, they said they nailed it um, when they ran all their sims. So where are you you throwing money down? We're going to do at least one division per week. Phrase, you and me throw down probably the most out of this crew. So give me one team where on the left column there, Vegas Insider, you're uh, you're like, all right, I'm, uh, I'm going to make some money on this on the futures bet this year. 
Well, I'm going to, I'm not, I'm going to go with the Arizona. I'm going to go with them going over. I, I, I think that's a good bet. Uh, Alec Thomas is young stud in his second year coming up here. He's going to have a really good season. Um, young man, I've, I've had his dad with the White Sox. He was our uh, strength and conditioning coach. Um, little lefty outfielder. They got some young studs coming in. And um, I, I think they're around, I'd say, 79, 80 wins. I think that's about right. And they're not playing, as I said, they're not playing their division as much. So I think those extra eight, nine, ten games, they're going to go over 74 and a half. I got them doing that easily. With Zach Gallon coming in and getting his getting his 32 starts, you think they got it? Yeah. Just He's nice and easy. Throwing strikes. Just throwing cheddar biscuits. Lost lost Dalton Varsho, but picked no, up okay. Tay Oscar. That's fine. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with your uh, your buddy in Colorado there. I'm not sure if I'm the second one to pick. Scotty didn't tell me I'm the second one to pick, but You're Colorado's going they're going under. <laughs> All right, and it is gonna be some long games. They're gonna ruin the there's gonna be a lot of nine, 10, 13 run losses up there because not only is that outfield ginormous and everyone's like, oh, home runs, home runs, home runs, whatever. The outfielders, it's going to be an absolute track meet out there. <laughs> and now the infielders get the mask. <laughs> oh, it's, they're going to, they're going to need that. They're going to just going to come up with one strike. So many at bats because mm. they're just going to be getting oxygen, <laughs> you know, trying to <laughs> just run it in from the outfield. It's going to be something. So under for Colorado. Under. I got about 61. Okay. So they're going to lose 100. Easy. Yes. Easier than – okay. Now, I, I, since I get to go last, Scotty, you're not picking, right? I'm picking, yeah, uh, but I'm going yeah, last. And I want pick. you to go. Yeah. I'm, I'm taking the Dodgers under, but just slightly under 96 and a half. I don't – I think 96 and a half is a big number for, for them. I know they won, they won the division by 22 games last year. But I don't – I think they're going to be around 95, 94, 95 wins this year. They're still going to get in the playoffs. They're still dangerous. I just think – you know, losing Lux hurts and not having that shortstop. They lost Turner. Now they lost Lux. They didn't really – I mean, they brought in J.D. Martinez, but they didn't really get the guy, right? Like the Dodgers the past years, they went out Freddie Freeman, Mookie Betts. They traded for Scherzer. They've done all these things. I just think they're going to be a 94-95. It's going to be close, but I'll take the under. Just been Freddie Freeman's going to call me and say, oh, you hate us or whatever. But it's all good. 94-95 <laughs> wins for the Dodgers, just under. That, that's what I'm looking at is Dodgers and Padres. And I'm, I'm actually – I'm not going to necessarily touch the Dodgers number there, although I'm thinking under. But I think the Padres are winning this division. I think they're close to a 100-win team in my mind. Colorado's terrible. Arizona is, yeah, maybe a little better, according to Frage, than what Vegas thinks. San Francisco's okay. They can get the superstar. They got nice little pickups. They're, they're yeah. okay. Um, and I can see them surprising a little bit. But I think the Padres – I know they're getting talked about a ton – I'm believing the hype this year. You I think, think Tatis plays and is healthy. I think and Tatis go? plays healthy and he's you see good. Him trying to catch the balls in right field the other day. It's <laughs> called spring training for a reason, but yes, uh, I think Machado is going to be a stud and show what the contract's worth again, and he's consistent as can be. I think um, Soto. Soto, Soto is the big one for me. I think Soto is going to take off more than he did. I mean, he's been a superstar in the league already for years. He went to San Diego, wasn't great. He was okay. Right, wasn't great as an understatement, but okay. Yeah, so I think he's going to take off. Um, pitching wise, I like the rotation better. I think they've got a lot of depth. They brought back some of the big relievers like Suarez. So I've got the Padres winning this division. Yeah, and if that's the games, case, hundred games. Uh, even if it's not a hundred, it's not ninety three and a half. I'm going over. I mean, I think they're winning the division. It's at least ninety five. All I need to do is get over the numbers. So 
that's the one that I'm hammering at this moment. You know, I, I don't like to throw down on futures until closer to the season starts because I just don't think there's a ton of benefit to it. Like those numbers won't change a ton. They'll change if you can get punished more in spring training in my mind than rewarded, right? So um, yeah, Lux goes down, it tweaks the numbers a little bit. But for me, with the Padres, God forbid there's an injury to one of their big stars, that number's going to change drastically. And if I had them on the over and one or two guys go down, you know, I don't want to get burned. So I'll sure. wait until closer to the season. But Padres for me, I was interesting. I thought like at least two of us would have had the same team, but we all went in a different route. And of course, Kratz is oh. going with the, the Rockies. No, like, Frazier took the easy one, 74 for the Diamondbacks. You know, they've been, that's not I, easy. Yeah, that's a no, pretty easy not. call for me. I, I, I would have gone with that, but you know, Frazier, wait, wait, wait. I, Frazier, just want... I thought, I thought Frazier took the layout there. He took the easy way out. I no. want to clarify this though, because Frazier, this is this is good for really? you and and, and Kratzy too to know, because this is coming from the TV vet. A lot of times we sit in meetings and we're like, "Hey, who wants to take this team? Who wants to take that team?" And they prepare video and make it a whole thing. No, no, that's fake. No. If you want to pick the same team, like there's money on the line here too. Like in your own mind and your credibility, pick the same damn team. You know? No, what I'm but saying? I, I I really think the Dodgers are going to be under. But I also like Frazier's over for the Diamondbacks. Right, that's fine. So you're tailing, and I'm teaching them a lot of terms. Parlay? No, we'll Uh, get to that later. Um, Tailing. So (laughs) tailing. If you're if you like someone's pick and you want to throw down with them, right? Like, so let's say Frazier's like, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna drop a couple hundred bucks on the Diamondbacks over this year. Then you say, I'll tell that. You'll do the same thing. You like the pick. Okay. I thought it was like Jack Sparrow when they all get captured. They're like, I want a parlay. Parlay. Parlay is different. (laughs) You want a parlay. For you, it would go, I want the Diamondbacks over and I'm taking the Dodgers under. And both of them need to happen and your odds are significantly increased by doing that. This is I'm why not, um This is why I don't gamble because I don't is, know what the words mean. This is why I'm your neighbor, but you are gambling. I know. I am gambling now. Yeah. So I'm teaching you. It's not hard either. It's not very no, difficult. I, know. I mean, it's it's much easier than figuring out signs. I never had any signs. My sign was the guy steals swing. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> that was my one sign. Um, all right, let's slap hands. Uh, we did it. We almost did another two-hour show. It wasn't supposed to be this long. Um, AJ, slap hands. Uh, so, a couple shout-outs. Birthdays of the day. Willie Keeler, Neil Heaton, Scott Radinsky. I don't know. No offense. I don't know. Do you know any of those names? That's, we that's Willie coming. Keeler? I, I kind of heard it, but it's before, before my time. Your time. Yeah, Brad's sorry. Played with him in AAA. <laughs> Rookie ball. <laughs> Rookie ball, baby. Um, Scott Radinsky, nasty lefty. He was a bullpen coach for the Indians, or well, Indians and now Guardians. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's why I need you. Uh, Who was so, the other one? Uh, Neil Heaton, H E A T O N. Left-handed pitcher too, right? Didn't I think Texas? No, maybe not. But he was a lefty too, I believe. Okay, and then um, another shout Guardians. out to Ramsey. Guardians. Guardians. Shout out to uh, Ramstein uh, Air Base in Germany for checking out the show today. Appreciate you. Um, and also, I uh, wanted to give some love to Out of the Park. I'm an ambassador for them. I can do whatever I want on this show. So thanks for giving us the simulations. Sometimes I've used in the past in other places I've worked, like other um, wind projections to like help me make my picks. And they're not great. They're like a little too safe. So OTP, you know who voices the trailer for that game? You. Me. I could not. Nice. I mean... Pre-order now, 10% off. Otherwise, Do we get free copies? Like, March can I get 24th. a free copy? Yes. Do you guys want? Well, yeah. Absolutely. What is it? Play? How do I play it, though? Uh, do I get, I'll like, you a up. Game Boy? I'm right next <laughs> to you. Do copy. I get, like, a Game Boy? He's you like, can do Game it. Boy. <laughs> yeah, if you, if you give me a Game Boy that actually works, I'll set it up for you. Otherwise, it's on a PC. 
is how I play it. So we'll go over that another time. But thanks to OTP. And then Kratzy, um, when we're giving out some of these cards, if there's any that we just did that are worth anything, you want to shout out a charity today? Um, I'll go through this over the weekend and see if any of these are worth something. And if they are, we'll flip them and throw some money towards. Worthwhile wear. Worthwhilewear.org. It's uh, I'm actually on the board of that company. They... They, Worthwhile Wear exists to reach and restore women affected by human trafficking because we believe everyone is worthwhile is their, is their tagline, their moniker. It is an incredible, incredible group. Dan and Steph Emmer, two of my good friends, started it, and it's really it's a good charity that I've been a part of now for a few years, and it's something that is just doing incredible work in – locally in the philadelphia area but also you know they're they're spreading their worth it program throughout throughout america anybody that wants to sign up for it it's just incredible 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 project very good man that's beautiful i love it hey fraser friday was fun weekend plans what's going on i'm going to be at aj's one of these days for the millionth time because i'm I'm gonna i'm gonna fix a few things up in here i got some work to do in here I'm a handyman now. What do you guys got going on? I got I got a big weekend, man. First, I you give shout out. I give shout out to Elite Barbershop and his beautiful haircut. Kevin, <laughs> keep up the great work, big dog. Um, for me, big state championship for my daughter tomorrow. Uh, final meet of the year. She's been doing really good. Kylie, let's go. Take it home. I don't want to get thrown out of this gymnastics meet. All right, let's get going. Um, my other son, Blake, has got a big basketball game coming up, deciding second or third seed. And um, we're going to the Bahamas on Sunday, so I won't be there with you guys next week. So my first time taking a family on a vacation for the whole week. Wait, where are you going? I'm going to uh, Margaritaville in uh, the Bahamas. So oh, I will. Come on, dude. I'll be you sending got... you guys videos. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> you can't get in Atlantis. We can't get a Bahamar. You're going to Margaritaville? No, it's right. Hey, there's more kid stuff to do at Margaritaville. There's a lot more parks and uh, water parks and that kind of stuff. Swimming with the dolphins, hanging with the pigs. We got it all set up, man. Like. Like you usually do. I, I do it myself. You have your your partners do it for you, right, AJ? Yeah. Bob is my favorite, one of my favorite places on earth. Me too. Me Love too. It. What are you doing? Well, let's see. Today I got volleyball, volleyball tournament with my daughter. You going to Bay Hill? I was, but I think she has a game this afternoon. Probably maybe try to sneak over to Bay Hill. Big baseball game tomorrow, First Academy versus Dr. Phillips, my alum, my alumni school, Dr. Yeah. Phillips, my alma mater. Dr. Phillips. That's Where a school? I went to- yeah, where I went to me and Johnny Damon. You heard of him before, right? Another yeah. name drop. That's How right. One <laughs> name drop. What are we gonna do? Yeah, we were on the phone Dude, with Johnny Damon Johnny right today. before this show started. We did. We did so talk to Johnny. We're Get playing Doctor Phillips, my alma mater. Which, by the way, Frage, I'm sure yours is this in Tom's River. My numbers retired, but they unretired it. The coach unretired it and didn't ask. I don't know if that's cool. Oh, or not. No, that wouldn't fly here. Somebody's gonna be losing it. Yeah, I know. Right yeah, right. So. <laughs> no, uh, no. Yeah, so got a big game against them. I hope we hope we beat the crap out of them just because of that alone. Uh, and then other than that, that's it. Hang out with Scotty Braun and get ready for Monday. <laughs> that's right. We got a big week coming up. Um, but thanks to everyone, the crew. Like, one more time, get, get claps for the crew. Like this is not easy to yeah. do. This yeah. this shit looks good. Cheers, boys. Ticker, Girl. yeah. Good cheers. Job. The ticker cheers. looks tight. The oh. guests came in great. We were second day we ever did this. We're remote. Sorry, I had to take a sip. At Mets camp, like, and, and props to the Mets for setting us up. Lindor, Diaz, Fam, Correa, Adam Jones was great. The whole deal. So thank you, everyone. Cheers. Enjoy yourselves. Get a nice steak dinner or, or have a drink or two on a Friday night. And thanks for uh, listening and 
being a part of foul territory in our first week in business. Hashtag FT Live if you want anything. Also, there are some ridiculous clips on some of our socials, so check them out. TikTok, at Foul Territory Show, uh, at Foul Territory TV on Twitter. I'm not gonna be like that, you know, shameless plug person. This video will handle it for me. See you Monday. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.